Hello everyone, Lee here. Just before you listen to this uh, season preview episode of the Brunton Bugle, just to let you know, we had quite a few gremlins while we were trying to record this. It cut out three separate times and we had to splice a few things together to make it work in the end. So if the quality in the audio is not great at times and it sounds a bit funny, I do apologise, but we only have a limited amount of time we can record, so we had to fit it in as we can, and that's just the way it is sometimes. Also, before we start, I'd just like to give a big shout out to the Car United Supporters Club London Branch, who've agreed to sponsor us for the third season in a row. Their support is hugely appreciated. It really does help in terms of putting together the uh, podcast, in terms of host our hosting costs especially. It makes a huge difference. The London Branch is open to all Car United fans. They've got members from Cornwall to Dundee and Houston to Singapore, of course, every part of London and the South East. They regularly meet up on away trips as well as arranging many social events, sports games and fundraising for the club. Um, if you can find out more about the London Branch at their website, carlalondonbranch.org. If you aren't a member already and you are in exile, go and uh, have a look at the website and sign up because it's well worth it. They, they're great in terms of uh, getting tickets for away games and stuff like that and arranging travel as well. So really, really worth doing it. Right, enough of me rambling on. On to the episode. Hi, I'm Paul Simpson from the Football Club. Welcome to the Brunton Bugle. Hello everyone and you're listening to the Brunton Bugle, the number one place to get your kinetic fix in the podcast world. I'm Lee Rooney. I'm Dan McLennan. And I'm Mike Booth. The new campaign is almost upon us and that can only be one thing, our League One season preview episode. We look at the runners and riders in the division season before making our usual dreadful predictions as to how things are going to pan out. That was about 12th time lucky, I think, getting the <laughs> episode started there. Oh. Is it just me, or did that music speed up and go slow a couple of times? Uh, I, I think it was just you, which suggested that maybe the gremlins are still in there, possibly. But yeah. we're, we're going to plough on. We've had a few issues trying to get the recording started at the, at the beginning, but we're, we're here now. And as yeah, we said, we, we started at two o'clock, and it's yeah. now four in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like uh, it's like watching Stevenage's uh, injury time, isn't it? Really, with <laughs> um, um, yeah. So here we are. Uh, as we said in the intro, it's it's the episode that you all look forward to the most. It is the season preview. It, it, it's one of those ones, isn't it? I think it, 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 it's a long old stop, slog. This one. Stop. Stop. Go on. The league one. Mm. Season Did I say the league two season preview? No. You just said the season preview. Oh, sorry. Yes, League say. One. League yeah. One. We, we have to make a point about League One season preview, which makes it more interesting, doesn't it, guys? Because we don't know that much about League One these days, do we? <laughs> We're a bit out of practice from it. Speak for yourself. Well, you, have you been doing your research? <laughs> yeah. Good, because I did mine this afternoon. The last bit. No, I don't know. I've, I've been looking a little bit this week at things, and and yeah, so. Those who haven't uh, listened to this episode before, it is a long one. Uh, we go through each one of the 23 teams. We don't cover Kai United because we'll cover that later in the week when we do the opening game preview. Um, and we basically go through some of the, you know what their transfers they've done and some of how their squad's shaping up. Anything that's maybe happened off the field. And there's there's some interesting stories in there. I think, Mike, before we started recording, before Dan came on, you were saying Reading looks a, a really interesting one, doesn't it? There's a lot mm. of off-the-field stuff going on there. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a few other clubs. I'm sure you've spotted a few, Dan, as well. So we'll, we'll yeah, well, everyone, everyone knows about Wigan and uh, Peterborough. Some it's brewing, possibly. Yeah, as well, so. interesting that one, isn't it? I saw that the other day. That's a really mm. interesting one. Um, so we'll cover all that. 
Uh, we'll give our thoughts on what we think those teams will uh, do. But then we also do our predictions at the end. I've only wrote down a few of my little predictions initially because I'm going to wait and hear what you guys say because I might tweak uh, them slightly. So. You're a follower. I know, I'm a fraud, Seems. aren't I, in that sense? But there you go. <laughs> but um, yeah, we, we did okay last season, didn't we? We all predicted United to be in the playoffs. So I didn't. You know, Oh, no, you didn't, did you? No. <laughs> Didn't believe it there, mate. I know. There you go. Um, but yeah, so we'll go through all these teams and we'll uh, we'll discuss how we think they're going to line up. And uh, and yeah, you, you can go and put some money on uh, our predictions if you want and, uh, and and you'll lose your money. So uh, hold on. Because <laughs> um, we all predicted Stockport to win the title last season, didn't we, I think? Or Stockport or was it Northampton maybe, I think? Possibly. I think I predicted Northampton, yeah. Yeah, I think me and Dan possibly went for Stockport. I can't remember, but there you go. Mm. Um, well, let's get straight into it then, shall we? Um, so... First team up, we're going off better call, of course. Uh, and I think it's me doing this one, isn't it? I think, if I remember rightly. Uh, it's Barnsley. Barnsley an interesting one, aren't they? Because obviously last season, did really well. Got into the playoffs. Got to the playoff final. And lost out with near enough the last kick of the game, didn't they? Against mm. Sheffield Wednesday at Wembley. Went down to 10 men. I don't know about you guys, but I always feel like for a club that goes through that, however good their squad is, Mentally, surely that's going to affect them for this season, isn't it? You'd think so. Uh, possibly. It, it depends. You know, there is there's one or two new faces in. You know, people come and go. It, it can do. It can go the other way as well. Though. It can yeah. strengthen resolve a bit. Yeah. The, the big thing for them as well is not just the fact that they lost the final, but they also lost their manager afterwards. So Michael Duff. Yeah, who, true. true who's, yeah. Whose career is very much on an upward trajectory, isn't it, when you look at it? You know, he did really well at Cheltenham, mm. got the job at Barnsley. He's now got the job at Swansea City. And imagine if he does well there, there's probably going to be Premier League clubs sniffing around if he doesn't get them promoted this season. So they yeah. lost him. They've replaced him with Neil Collins, um, the former uh, Wolves and Sheffield United defender. Um, who, interestingly, he he after he left Sheffield United, he went to America to play for Tampa Bay Rowdies. Um, <laughs> I, I love that name. I don't know. I that is like one of the original... Um, yeah, the North teams, American yeah. Soccer League. Uh, yeah. Yeah. These days, they play in the United States League Championship. Um, on United, no, the United Soccer League Championship, sorry, in America, which is like the second tier over there, isn't it? You can't get promoted yeah, to the MS, yeah. but it's the second tier. And he's done really well there, actually. I think he's like a, won the sort of the conference table a couple of times and got to the playoff finals a couple of times there in the last five years. But he's um, he's basically been brought back over to, to England to take charge at Barnsley. So it's his first job as a manager over here. That could can, be can I just say, that, that's a hell of a change of uh, lifestyle. Yeah, Tampa to Barnsley. Yeah, <laughs> no disrespect, no disrespect to <laughs> South Yorkshire, but I mean, he should be used to South Yorkshire. Haven't been at uh, Sheffield United, shouldn't he, for yeah, as many yeah. years as he did? You'd think, but there you go. Um, looking through their squad, they've lost a couple of key players. Brad Collins, goalkeeper, has gone to Coventry City, and Mads Anderson's the big one, isn't he? He's gone to Luton yeah, Town, yeah. but for three point five million, so it's good money to get in for them and give them a chance to rebuild the squad a bit. Um, so yeah, they've, they've brought some um, interesting names in as well. Um, Andy Dallas was one that was allegedly linked with us, wasn't he, Dan? I seem to remember. Mm-hmm. A couple he, of times. he was. He was. Always, he has. He has been linked a couple of times. And did Greg Abbott not take him to Solihull originally? I think so. Yes, I think that was the reason, yeah. reason why a lot of people thought, "Oh, maybe he'll come to us," but nothing's yeah, coming. Yeah. Um, and then I think Corey O'Keefe's an interesting one from Forest Green. He's, he he seems to jump clubs quite a lot, though, doesn't he? He was at Mansfield, had a loan at Rochdale. Did well there, and then he went to Forest Green last season, and now he's jumping on to, to Barnsley. But he's a he's a good fullback. Max Waters, 
He's a name. He he burst onto the scene at Crawley, didn't he? A couple of years ago, Mike, I seem to remember. Mm. Scored a load of goals. Got his big move to Cardiff, and it never really worked out for him there, did it? I don't think. Yeah, it's it could be a decent signing. If it's mm. it's it's one of them, isn't it? It's so hard to predict really what player it is that they've actually signed. Yeah, one of those ones where you know he's had that one good season. Is he ever going to re- recreate that season? I don't know. It's 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 a tough one. Um, I think Dallas is a good one there. I think he, he's someone you know he's, he's done really well at uh, national league level for a couple of seasons now, so you could understand bringing him in. The one that surprised me a bit, this one stood out for me, Ben Killip from Hartlepool. Is that the same Ben Killip that I remember? Because all I remember about him is he's absolute gash. He's terrible. Mm. Every time I see him play, he's making a mistake. So I'm, I'm guessing he's gone in as backup because they've signed Liam Robertson, the goalkeeper on loan from um, uh, Middlesbrough, who I think was at F- uh, Northampton a couple of years ago, possibly. Um, so yeah, I imagine yeah. He's going to be first choice, but... Um, but yeah, interesting one. Um, off the field, a few little issues for them there. Um, they've actually um, been charged by the EFL over some uh, breaches. Um, now, they've said that they are a result of them. The investigating shouldn't be instigated by the club because it's relating to their former owners, Paul Conway, not that Paul Conway, before anyone says, and uh, Chen Lee, um, who I think sold the club last summer. So it's, um, yeah, there's potentially going to be an issue there if you know they're found guilty of some of the charges, which is... Tough on them if it's a former owner that's done it, but that's the rules, isn't it, I guess? Um, and they've also brought out a kit, which is absolutely minging, isn't it? <laughs> Have yeah. you seen this kit? So it, it's a classic kit for them. It's a bit like, you know, us bringing back, you know, one of our classic kits from the past, but this just isn't a good kit, is it, Dan? It's a, it's a, it's a horror show, this one, surely. I God, quite liked it, like, Oh, my God, I can't believe <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you know, on the, on the basis that it's one of their famous retro 80s kits, I think it was, yes. and... You know, there is a space for these kids now and again, and they've done something different, you yeah, know. I guess so. I love the fact that the, the the picture that was going around of that kit that we got to see, was there David Curry wearing it? With his lovely uh, yeah, mane yeah. flowing in the wind as he ran along wearing it. Brilliant stuff. Um, yeah, it's a tough one to judge for them for me, because like I said, we've got the new manager coming in, and they have to bounce back from the disappointment of Wembley, but they've still got quality. I mean, Herbie Kane's got to be one of the best midfielders in the division, hasn't he, you'd think, you know. He's someone I'm, I'm actually a little bit surprised they're still keeping hold of him, really. You know, I would have expected big clubs to be coming in for him, but you know, he's pretty good. Liam Kitching looked pretty good from what I saw of him in the uh, in the playoff games too. Um, I'm just looking down for you. Callum Styles as well has been a really impressive player for them. So they've got real quality. You'd be amazed if they were at least in the playoffs, wouldn't you? I think this, this season, I think so. Yeah, that's the thoughts on them. Um, up next, uh, Blackpool. Who's got Blackpool. I think it's well, me. I, I, you haven't sort of given Barnsley a prediction. Oh no, I, I don't. We, we don't give individual predictions. Each club, we do our own prediction. I, I said I think they're going to be up there in the in the in the playoff okay. positions. Basically, I think playoffs. I think maybe automatics is a little bit out of their reach. I think there's a couple of clubs who might just have a bit more than them. But the key thing for them is keeping hold of some of their quality players like Styles and Kane. I think so. Yeah, I, yeah. I reckon playoffs ish. So there you go. So Dan, you've got Blackpool. Yeah. Uh... Obviously, the main the main news of Blackpool is one that got relegated last season. Uh, Neil Critchley is now manager, and Jerry Yates has been sold for money. Big money as well. Good money, yeah. to get, isn't it? Yeah, I mean that's that's obviously the the big thing from uh, Reese James also gone to Chef Wed. That's that's probably a blow for them. Or back to Chef Wed. Yeah. Uh, 
um, Keshi Anderson went to Birmingham. You know, there's, you know, Curtis Nelson to Derby. They've lost a, a few players there. Mm. But they brought in a couple of decent ones. I mean, uh, Matthew Pennington's always been decent yeah. at Shrewsbury mm. for me. And uh, Ollie Norbert at Peterborough. Uh, I think they paid money for him, didn't they? Yeah. I'm and still... then they also got someone on the Yates deal from Swansea. I can't remember his name. Kyle Joseph. I'm just... Yes, He's I'm good. just opening it up. Uh, yeah, good yeah. forward, yeah. Uh, I don't know with Blackpool this season. I... They could be a top seven. Well, sorry, it's top six in this division, yes, isn't it? Yes, you got to remember that. <laughs> There could be a top six team, but could it be a season where they're just sort of, you know, 10th to 14th yeah. and, I kind of feel you know, like... a season of adjustment that they're sort of too good for League One, but not good for the championship, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. I, I feel like there's a lot of expectation, isn't there, with Neil Critchley coming back in. I think that that's the big thing there for me. I think it, yeah, if yeah. he doesn't get them up, I think he might you know, be in trouble potentially because, you know, I think the expectation is that they've brought him in to get them straight back up to uh, championship level. And and like you said, the problem is they haven't really spent any of that Yates money yet. And, you know, we, we know it's burning a hole in the pocket and we know they're looking for a midfielder, which we'll discuss on the episode later in the week, mm. <laughs> obviously. Hopefully yeah. nothing comes of that. But but yeah, you know, I mean, the, the lad Matty Virtue as well, I think that he's been linked with Wrexham, hasn't he? Allegedly, the rumour was they were going to offer him in a deal to us as any part of a, a Moxon deal. But, you know, hmm, interesting. Um, yeah, I, I feel like, I think you're right, Dan. I think I'm looking at their squad now. I think maybe they're lacking a little bit of firepower in terms of goals at the moment, maybe, would you yeah, say? Definitely. Well, they need to replace Yates for a start, don't they? Yeah. So. And obviously they've lost Medina, who's... Um, got his cruciate ligament injury he won't be back till probably about January will he I think so so yeah it's, it's, it's a tough one for them yeah I, 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 I tend to agree I, I feel like for Blackpool it, it might be a little bit of a season of adjustment having lost some key players yeah yeah but I, 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 I don't think they'll struggle no but I just don't think they've got quite the quality to crack the sort of the top a bit no no, probably not. So we're, we're go. You're going for maybe just outside the playoffs. Do you reckon for them possibly? Yeah, I'm sort of like tenth, twelfth, maybe flirt with it a bit, but yeah, yeah. Mm. There you go. Right. Well, let's move on then to Bolton. Uh, Mike, you've got them, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Bol- Bolton for me, they were pretty good last season, and on the outside looking in, they've had a pretty good transfer window. They haven't really lost anyone to a higher level and they've just sort of added on what they had last season but a massive massive issue for me is George Johnston is out for the season um, mm. and he's a massive massive player for them he plays in sort of the um, the left side of the back three like John Mellish yeah. and so that you know we've seen ourselves that is a hard position to replace mm. and it's quite funny actually because he got injured like the day after Mellish signed his new deal and because I, I was thinking <laughs> If Mellish hadn't signed that new deal, it wouldn't have surprised me if they might have come in for him, to be honest. Because mm, um, he, he, he's possibly their best defender. Um, and that's going to be a massive loss for them. But, you know, at the sort of back end of last season, Jack Idale, former Blue, was out injured. Yeah. And yeah. he is now back for them. And he's, he's a huge player for them. He's doing really, really well there. Yeah, and I think he, he, he could actually play on the left side of that back three as well, can't you? I think so you wouldn't yeah, probably. He might slot into that role, possibly, maybe. 
Also, speaking of ex-Blues, uh, as we reported earlier in the summer, uh, Jones and Dempsey have signed long-term extended mm. contracts there. So there's a lot yeah. of uh, continuity there. I mean, Everett's been in charge for, what, three years now, is it? Yeah, and he's clearly doing a good job there. They clearly quite like him. Look, yeah. they, they were obviously... They, they, it was a very tight playoff game against um, against Barnes. He wasn't obviously only one goal in it in the, mm. in the semi-final. So you, for them, it, it's a case of kicking on from last season. How much of a loss do you reckon, Mike, though, uh, James Trafford, uh, obviously going back to City to then go out to Burnley, is going to be for them? Because they've brought in uh, Nathan Baxter from Chelsea and Joel Coleman from um, Ipswich, but uh, a player of Trafford's quality is very tough to, to replace, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think Trafford is too good for League One, simple yeah. as. So, you know, you, you're you not going to get them keepers along very often. Um and yeah. we've seen ourselves many times, you know, losing a good keeper can just destroy an entire team. Um, yeah. I don't think Bolton are going to kind of struggle or anything. Um, yeah. But I think a lot of people and bookies and stuff have them among the favourites. And I'm a little bit cynical of that, to be honest. I think mm. maybe playoffs. I think they've still got most of their quality in there. So I, I can see why the, 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 the thought is that, you know, they'll potentially be up there for, um, for you know, a, a, a top two place. I mean... They all rave about their captain, Ricardo Santos, don't they? And I'm going to keep saying this. I've never seen I have well. never seen that boy have a good game of football. Mm. Especially against yeah. us. He's looked absolute rubbish every time we've played against them. So mm. he must be good because he must have played well at some point. But yeah, but I, I, I just feel I'm looking at the squad now, Mike, and there's plenty of quality in there. It looks like, oh, the, thin in, it looks like the thin in midfield, but I think a lot of the players who are actually wingers have been classed as wingers rather than sort of attacking midfields and that kind of thing so I think that's part of yeah well I think they, they play basically the same system as us though like yeah. any kind of wingers will typically be playing in a front two probably yeah but yeah I'll stop I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just looking sorry to go back a little bit you're looking at the keepers I mean yeah they've signed Baxter on loan from Chelsea but he's had about eight loans and played 200 games so he's not he's not a young kid you know he's mm. he's mm. a 24 year old with solid fair. experience you know fair. Yeah, fair point. There. He's actually signed permanently. I've just checked that because I thought always oh, signed on there, but actually it looks like he signed permanently. So mm. maybe that's his first foray into being like a first choice, really, and being his yeah, own manager. Yeah. And yeah, Colburn's been about a bit as well. So yeah, but no, I, 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 I think I probably agree with you, Mike. I think they might not quite still have enough to get into the top two, but I, I mean, you should think they'd be in the playoffs. I mean, looking at the signings, yeah. Carlos Mendes is a great signing from uh, Luton, and and I think Dakris Cogley as well from. From mm. Tramme, I wouldn't have mind us signing him if we couldn't get back. But obviously, Bolton have come in for him, so you're you're going for a playoff place, probably. For Bolton, yeah, you reckon, then? yeah, fair enough. Then, uh, right, Bristol Rovers next is that you, Dan? I think possibly. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, uh, finished seventeenth last season. I don't think they were really in danger of no getting into the proper dogfight at the bottom. Uh, obviously. Mr. Joy Barton's in charge. He's been there, been there a while now, hasn't he? Mm. Uh, they haven't had that much change transfer-wise. Uh, they didn't. There was three of them retired, and you know a couple have went lower level. You look at who they brought in. Friends a good signing. No. George Friends a good signing, isn't he? He's yeah, been, been yeah. Like, very experienced. Yeah. Uh, but ugh, nobody stands out for me. No, they've not been that busy. But like I said, I think you're right. There's, there's not been a huge amount of change there. It's very much consistency there for them, isn't it? I'm, yeah, I'm guessing maybe yeah. they've had some youth players come through. I mean, the one signing that stands out, and probably not for the right reasons, 
is Giovanni Brown. Because any other time you'd look and think, Christ, that's a great that's a great get to get him on a free transfer. But off the pitch, there's issues there. And obviously we're not going to go into mm. details on them here, but that's a, that's a big gamble to be taking, you know, if you're looking to try and find a goal scorer with someone who potentially could be in, in big trouble soon, you know. It, it, it's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, Barton maybe likes taking these risks occasionally, I think, but... Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean... You no, know, I mean, they've got names there like Sinclair yeah. and Marquis, but, you know, what's Scott Sinclair now? He must be mid-30s. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, did, did well Mar- when he went back, Marquis will be starting to get on. I mean, he must be 30 now. Mm. You know, uh, I've always liked Jordan Rossiter. Mm. I've always liked him. We 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 were sort of linked with him when he was at Rangers, I think, but nothing ever happened a bit. Yeah, did he go to Bury? Did he? I think at that time, roundabout or something. Uh, possibly, yeah, Somewhere yeah, I can't yeah. I, I, good, good old, good old Ryan Lofts there still. He is, yeah, yeah. I think he he he, he, he worries the disciplinary side of things a lot more than he does the. Uh, the um the goals these days, isn't he? I think he's had a few yeah. red cards and that. Aaron Collins is a standout man for them, though, isn't he? I think you know he had it. Yeah, but I think that's fair. It's a bizarre one, isn't it? Because he he just came out of nowhere last season. He'd never really had a stunning season before that, and then suddenly, bang! He, he mm. won the. I think did he win the League One Player of the Season last year? I think as well. I seem mm. to remember. Oh, he was right up there. I seem to remember that. So like, he's an interesting one. But the question with that is, are they going to keep hold of him? I mean, you look at him; he's twenty six. You'd imagine there's a decent chance he's going to want to test himself at a higher level soon, isn't he? So, potentially, potentially. Yeah. What, what do you think of Joey Barton as a manager? Out of interest, because he's one he, he gets a lot of stick, but he's generally done a good job wherever he's gone, hasn't he? I don't think he's the worst manager in League One. I, I don't think he's the best manager in League One. He's, I think the question is fairly solid, isn't he? I think the question with him is: is he worth the hassle? <laughs> Sometimes, mm. isn't it? Really, that's. That's the thoughts most people seem to have with him, I think. But uh, there you go. Where do you reckon they're going to finish round about? Fairly similar. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll be quite bad enough to be at the bottom. I don't think they're strong enough to bother the top half. Yeah. So, you know that sort of 13th to yeah. 17th, 18th type area? Yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll pick up the odd good result. And then throwing a stinker a week later, you know. Is is the challenge for them, I guess, to um, to keep hold of Collins? Because if they lose him, that could be why they might start to struggle a little bit, potentially. Possibly, possibly. Yeah, that would be a challenge for winning. Um, right, Burton Albion next. So, Mike. That's me. What have you yeah. gone for for yeah. them? Well, I've been quite busy this summer, haven't they? I think uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven new signings. Um <laughs> And one of them, Cole Stockton, which I think some people are saying, oh, that's a cracking signing. But for me, he's had more crap seasons than he's had good seasons. Last uh, season was a weird one for him, though, wasn't it? Because he clearly wanted to go and they, they clearly screwed yeah. him over a bit. They should have sold him and taken the money, but they mm. didn't. So, yeah. Uh, Josh Gordon from Barrow. He's pr- probably not going to be sort of a regular starter, but it's uh, it's a step up for him, isn't it? Um and Max Crocombe from Grimsby, I thought was a bit of a like a, he he wasn't a keeper at League Two level that I thought he's better than League Two level. Mm. I thought he was just, just a pretty average League Two keeper. But then you know? they signed Black, Blackman as well, yeah, haven't they? Blackman's a very good sign, isn't he? You'd think. So yeah, I'm surprised. It. I mean, we'll get on to Exeter later because I feel like they're a team that might struggle a little bit. But yeah, because Blackman going from them, I thought it's a bit of a sideways step for him. I thought he might have taken a step up somewhere possibly. 
Um, yeah, uh, other ones that stand out there, Mike, I think Jake Jake Caprice is quite a good player. He scored, I think, his only goal for Exeter against us. Yeah, the it famous, was. Yeah. The famous game we went to with the... Uh, the animal but I think the he was a left wing back wearing the number two shirt, so he should have been sent off. Before that, but um, but yeah, um, I'm sort of like with uh, Bristol Rovers. Then I'm I'm not expecting really to pull up any trees. I think sort of bottom half, not really threatening relegation, but not really threatening the playoffs either. I'm looking through the players they've lost. I mean. The... Maybe. I'll, I'll, can I just say, Go I was on. just going to give a shout to Cameron Borthwick Jackson for moving to Slask Rocklaw in Poland. That's a bizarre <laughs> move. transfer, isn't it? That's a proper the agent saying, I've got you a great move here. You're going to be playing in Europe. Oh, great. Wait, in fact, you're not. You're not playing in European competition. You're playing in, yeah. I think I think it's second division level, aren't they? I think Slask Rocklaw in uh, Poland. I might be wrong on that one. I mean, they've lost Johnny Smith to... Um, to Wigan and... No, the top, the top level, the top level. Slash. Is it? Okay, right. Okay, there you go. Um, and Terry Taylor to Charlton. They're two maybe that you look at and think, oh, some key places. But I I tend to go with you, Mike. I think that they're solid enough. And actually, Dino Marmaria is a better manager than maybe he's ever got credit for, I think. You know, he came in and... He's always won at Brunton Park, apparently. Has he? Is that, that actually no, true? No, no, that's something that he said. And then immediately people brought up fats and he actually has a terrible record at Brunton Park both as a player and as a manager yeah I mean fair play I like, I like the uh, the arrogance of the fella but you know it's um, yeah, that's just the way it is isn't he um, yeah I mean I'm looking through like Mason Bennett's quite a good addition actually as well from uh, from Millwall he's mm. a decent player he's played at a good level for a few years um, but yeah I think that I think their squad's solid enough and I'd expect them to to be doing okay um, interesting one it's, it's come through the youth team there there's a Cal United link uh, young Finn Delap, who uh, obviously son of Rory, I think I'm pretty sure that and saying that because mm. I know Rory was involved there, wasn't he, for quite a few years? Few years mm. So, so yeah, Finn Delap, who's come through the youth team there, he's just signed his first pro deal with them, so he'll be interested to see how much he features for them. Um, so where are you going on them to finish, Mike? Uh, I, I, somewhere sort of 14th to 18th, I think. Yeah, so it's, potentially they could get dragged into it, but the, you reckon they'll probably be okay and probably yeah. just about avoid it. So. Yeah, that's fair enough. Right, up next is Cambridge United, and that's me. Now, they're interesting one, Cambridge. Last last season, they um, they avoided the drop on the on the final day, got the result they needed. Um, they had one the first season back in at, at third tier level, they did okay. The second season, they struggled quite a bit. I think losing the influence of Wes Houlihan definitely had a big impact on them at that point. I think they they really struggled to to make things tick. Um, but they've stuck by Mark Bonner, the manager. You know, he's done a really good job since he, he took over there a few years back. Um, they're sticking with him again uh, this summer. But they've lost some key players, especially in attack, haven't they? I think the, the two that stand out, the lads who've gone to Reading, that's Sam Smith and Harry uh, Nibs. Um, I, I feel like those two, losing them. And I even think Lloyd, jo- Lloyd Jones is a massive loss as well. Oh, yeah, Lloyd Jones obviously has gone as well uh, in defence. And mm. Joe, I know Joe Ante probably hasn't featured as much in the last couple of years, but... He's still been a really good player for them. So to lose three attacking players like that who have a decent impact on the team. And then also the goalkeeper. I'm not sure if they... I don't think they offered him a new deal, actually. Uh, Dimitar Mitov, who's been a really big player for them. He's gone to St. Johnson. I think they might have actually let him his contract run out. When you lose all those players and then you look at their additions, mm. I'd be worried if I was them. Would, would you be done? I'm not looking at them and there's, there's not much quality going in, is there? No, no. There's... Uh... I, I think it's a season of struggle for them. I really do. Yeah. Uh, 
there's, there's just not much. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing that stands out, when I look at the actual um, the team, the squad, I'm looking down it now, what I will say is there's plenty of experience in defence. And the two that stand out are Ryan Bennett and Michael Morrison, who are both there. You know, they've both played at, you know, championship level. Ryan Bennett, in fact, played at the Premier League, didn't he, for uh, Norwich City. So, you know, the two good players there. Um, Harrison Dunk as well, you know, he's been playing there for years. And I think it's about 10 years he's been there now, I think, or something like that. Um, but it's when you, like I said, when you go into attack and you look at the options, I just think to myself, oh, I mean, Sully Kai Kai. You know, he's a player I've always liked, but he's never really quite kicked on from that. I think he had a loan spell somewhere when he was quite young, didn't he? And he did really well and never really performed beyond that. And the rest of them, and look, I know we don't know that much about um, about the uh, you know, players at um, League One level compared to what we knew about League Two, but there's not many names I recognise there. I'd, I'd genuinely be very worried if I was a... Well, for me, the names that I recognise have all left. So. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> the, the thing that stands out, isn't it? So, I mean, I obviously made some notices, and like the, the other thing, interestingly, there's one thing off the field. There's a bit of an ongoing issue in terms of the redevelopment of the Abbey Stadium as well. I think there's a supporters club building that backs onto one of the stands, and the club wants to buy the lease off the sports club for that, and basically so they can redevelop that stand, and then they're going to give them a new building there. But there's a lot of Chinese whispers going on about that, about what will actually happen. So. That's an issue they've got because I mean it's a weird ground, isn't it, Dan? Because you go there and you've got that brilliant new stand behind the goal, but they give it to away fans, don't they? And it's miles, yeah. it's yeah. miles away from the pitch as well. Because I'm guessing they they want yeah. to do what yeah. we were planning on doing, move the pitch up a bit and whatever. But it, it's a very weird setup there, and it, it kind of feels like nothing's really being done beyond that new stand for for decades, does it? So that, that's a that's a real challenge for them. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think the season's a struggle. If I'm brutally honest, I think they're going to be in the bottom four come the end of the season. Yeah, I, I just, think so. I think unless they can get a couple of good players in over the next few weeks, I, I think it's going to be a really, really tough one for them. So so that's my prediction. Cambridge United are going to be relegated, I think. So we'll, we'll have to see what my predictions are like later, but I suspect that uh, they probably will be in there. Um, next will be Carl United, but obviously we're not going to cover them because we'll cover them in the game later in the week. Uh, episode later in the week, sorry. Uh Charlton Athletic. So who's got Charlton? Is that you, That's Mike? Me. Yes. Yeah. What, you, what um, do you reckon for the Addicts? I think they're going to have a good season this year. Mm. Um, I mean, they've signed Alfie May from Cheltenham. He's a good striker. That's yeah. a great signing for me. But, I mean, he yeah. scored some unbelievable goals that season, wasn't he? Like long-range ones, you know, some short, close-range mm. ones. Really good player. Uh, we touched on it before. He signed Lloyd, Lloyd Jones from yeah. Cambridge. Um, another good signing. Um, and... They're a big club, you know. Mm. I, I mean, last season they finished 10th, but I think this season they can push on, maybe flirt with automatics, but certainly at the very least playoffs for me. The one thing with Charlton is, and it seems to be a constant thing over the last two decades, really, off the pitch just continues to be a bit of an issue for them, doesn't it, I think? They, they still have mm. these issues in terms of the ownership and what's going on there. So I do wonder with that, is that maybe potentially be an issue um, for them possibly that might cause problems? But I think they're kind of hoping that maybe that'll be quieter this season, I think, maybe. Yeah, I, I think so. I've, I mean, you know, a lot of clubs kind of low-key have ownership issues mm. going on off the field. Um I think there's certainly clubs in the league with much worse yeah. issues going on. I think they um, I think. I think... Oh, sorry, I, th- I think some of, some of that is what is making the prediction side of it harder because mm. 
you know, we're, we're going to start on minus. Reading mm. have got potential stuff coming yeah. up. You know, I mentioned there's, there's whispers about Peterborough, Barnsley have got stuff. You know, I mean, you could end up with half a dozen teams getting deducted, which, yeah. you know, it's. Yeah. Yeah, it's making yeah. it hard. You're absolutely right. I'm just looking at the squad again there, Mike. Um, Harry Isted as well coming in and some of that's a good one because I think he was on loan at Barnsley, yeah. wasn't he? And I think Barnsley are a bit disappointed that they couldn't get him permanently. I think obviously they've managed to snatch mm. him from Luton. Have uh, Charlton? That's a good addition. Um, I'm looking for the rest of the team. They're, like I said, there's, there's, there's plenty of bits of quality. What they've done is they've signed some really good players from other clubs in League One, haven't they? Like I said, mm. Lloyd Jones and Terry Taylor. Obviously, we mentioned the fact that Harry Isted was at. at um, at Barnsley last season and then Alfie May. So they're being smart, aren't they? They're buying players from clubs who've done well at the level to try and boost their own squad. Yeah, I mean, yeah definitely. Difference. What do you reckon in terms of where they're going to finish then? Um, I'm going to say playoffs. Oh, okay. Yeah. I agree with that. I, 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 I think I'd probably agree. I think in terms of the transfers, I think you, you're right. They've they made some really good additions in terms of you know those signings and... Uh, yeah, so so yeah, oh, there you go. Cheltenham Town next. Is that you, Dan? I think possibly. Yes, it is. Cheltenham yes, Town. it is. Yeah. Uh, I think for Cheltenham, it's a season of struggle. To be quite mm. honest, mm. I mean, obviously we've mentioned Alfie May at Charlton. That's a that's a big loss for them. Yeah. Uh, they haven't brought many in. Uh, maybe five players, is it? And I'll I'll be honest. Uh, don't really stand out, do they? No, they were well away from trouble last season, weren't they? But like you said, losing Alfie May's goals, and yeah. when you look at the additions that have come in, Rob Street from Crystal Palace but, is the only attacker, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So that, that 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 maybe doesn't bode that well. I mean, for don't them. don't get me wrong. You know, I mean, we're going to start seeing all the loans happening. Uh, yeah, as we build up to this first week of the season, now Premier teams are coming back from tours and that, but. Yes, I'd, I'd, I'd think it's going to be a long, hard slog for Cheltenham. Do you think? And like... I, I, not, no disrespect to them. I think they're they're batting above their ability. I think they always are, aren't they? Once they get to mm. League One level, aren't they? And that's no disrespect for them. It's yeah. just the fact that it they aren't a big club at that level, really. At the end of the day, are they? So, um, what about the addition of Curtis Davis for them? Now, that's a good bit of experience at the back, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But, but he is uh, thirty-eight. Man... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, that that's that's the one problem they've got there, you know. He, yeah. Great signing, but mm, what's his legs going to be like? I think obviously he was at Derby I, last I, season, so I I just don't see anything to get excited about at Cheltenham. Yeah, and like I said, there's not that many additions, and they just about kept themselves away from trouble. As we mentioned, the Alfie May goals were a big part of that, so to not replace that kind of does worry, doesn't it? Um, so are you expecting them to be the relegation zone then? Or down there at least. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's a it's a long hard season for them. Yeah, I can, I can see it being a real struggle for them. There you go. Right up next, Derby County. This one's mine, I think. So, um, Derby. Yeah, uh, everyone's predicting them to be the champions, aren't they? By the looks of things, everyone seems to think like, yeah, this is going to be their season. If if you look back to last season, they they ended up. Missing out on the on the players at the end. It was a bizarre situation, wasn't it, against Sheffield Wednesday or something? In terms of Sheffield Wednesday had nothing to play for on the last day, didn't they? And, and, the, and the way things went was was really strange. Well, all 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 the Sheffield Wednesday and Barnsley both knew they were at home. Yeah. Second, and that's why our game got moved to the Saturday from the Friday because yeah. South York's police didn't want twelve thirty and three o'clock. You know, which yeah, they fully understand. You know, yeah. yeah. 
Um, I suppose the one thing for them, they probably look back last season and think, we should have got rid of Liam Rossini Senior and brought in Paul Warren in you know in the summer basically rather than wait until I think it was the end of September he came in didn't he yeah, yeah. to replace him so if they brought him in soon and maybe they would have done it because they they just dropped off in the last few weeks didn't they and they just didn't quite have enough to get over the line um, in terms of the summer transfers they've lost a couple of uh, uh, big players uh, Christian Bielik has gone to Birmingham City for an undisclosed fee and Jason Knight has gone to Bristol City for an undisclosed fee as well. And I suppose the other big one that they've lost is David McGoldrick, who they did offer a new contract to, but fair play to him. He's turned it down, hasn't he, to go to his boyhood club, Notts County, for for maybe one last couple of seasons there, you know, to to show what he can do and keep them in the in the EFL this season again. Um, but actually, in terms of signings, I'm quite impressed with some of theirs. I don't know what you guys think, but I mean, Josh Vickers is a decent goalkeeper from Rotherham United. No surprise, Paul Wong going back there to, to pick up a couple of plays. Connor Washington, as well, in terms of um, you know attacking options, and uh, Sonny Bradley from uh, Luton, and I think Joe Ward from from uh, Peter United. I was impressed with him in the playoff games. From what I saw, so um, yeah, and Kane Wilson actually. Sorry, I mean every one of their signings looked like a good good addition, don't they, Dan? Yeah, yeah. The the look the the by far the biggest club in the division for me now. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ips, Ipswich and Sheffield going up, and you know that sort of leaves them as the last of the three really big. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm, don't get me wrong. Likes, I think you know, likes of Bolton, Portsmouth are good sized clubs, but Derby are just that little bit more, and it's, it's going to be a surprise if they're not right up there, isn't it? No, absolutely. I mean, look. I think they've signed really well. And actually, when you look through the squad, there's still plenty of quality in there, isn't there, as well? I'm just loading it up now. And, um, and, and, and yeah, you know, even plays they've kept from last season, you know, your likes of, you know, Craig Forsyth's got bags of experience from, for years now. Um, where am I? I'm trying to find the other ones. Uh, Connor Hurhain as well. You know, he's, he's a player, you know, bags and bags of quality. He's level. Corey Smith, Mendes Lang as well in, in attack, you know. James Collins has scored goals for fun wherever he's gone, really, and uh, Tom Barkhusen as well. You know, so I mean, you look at those four. Like, I mean, you'd argue Ward probably is potentially in an attacking option as well. But you know, you look at the five options they've got. You know, Washington, Collins, Mendes, Lang, Barkhusen, and Ward in attack. I think most teams at our level would like be quite happy with that, wouldn't they? I think in terms yeah. of the attacking options. Well, it's funny yeah. before you mentioned Bristol Rovers signing a naughty boy. I mean, they've got mm. that midfielder, haven't they? Who sounds like a life sentence. Max Bird, no, Max, no, uh, no hang on, hang never on. mind. Hang on, <laughs> hang on, give me a second here. I've got to find the button now. There you go. Thank you very much. Uh, we've got to start the season off somewhere, haven't we? Really, but there you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, Derby County. I'm going to be honest. You're top two. I think they'll be top two. I think they've got a very good manager as well, which really helps things as well. So, so yeah, I think they maybe still need one or two additions. The squad looks a little bit thin, but you'd expect. Like you said, Dan, with those Premier League clubs coming back from their tours, they're going to have the pick of some of those players. You know, I, you wouldn't be surprised yeah. Yeah. if you saw them picking up someone like a J.K. Gordon ahead of us, basically. You know, just because it's a slightly stronger level and a team that's probably going to be challenging for the top spot. So, you'd hundred percent expect the potentially to be interest there. So, there you go. Derby County, right after them, Exeter City. So, who's got them? Trying to find my list. I've got that many windows. <laughs> you got that list. Me, it's, me. it's you. It is you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What What do you reckon? To uh, them, I think it's going to be a tough season for them. Uh, the the one of them sort of just mid 
meh mid-table teams last season, weren't they? They've had yeah. a bit of a in and out this summer, haven't they? You know, Archie Collins went to Peterborough for money. You know, we said Blackman, the keeper who we've always liked, yeah. he's gone. Giovanni Brown, you know, less said the better. Jack Sparks as well, going to Portsmouth as well. He's a good player. Yeah, so they have, they have, and Jonathan Grounds didn't want to stay as part of the coaching staff, no. which was a bit of a probably a little bit of a blow for them. Mm. Uh, I'm looking at who they've brought in. It's a proper mix. Exeter have to have a mix, you know. That they brought a couple in from non-league, one from Scotland. Couple of loans from London, unattached. It's a proper mixed bag, isn't it? I, I think they may struggle, but I don't think they'll be bad enough to go down. The one thing they always heavily rely on is is young players coming through as well. And I'm looking here. Yeah, they've got I think five new players who come up from their youth team, and they generally do very well. Whoever comes into into their first team squad, don't they? So. Mm. You'd expect them, and there's even some who you know are already there as well. Yeah, Pedro Borges is a Portuguese lad who come from. I think their youth setup. He seems to be right in there. Um, in terms of those additions, Dan, I have one name that really stands out to me because I I didn't even realise he was still playing. It's Tom Carroll. Yeah, really interesting yeah. one, isn't it? That one. Mm. I mean, has he been without a club for quite a while? I seem to remember. Have I, have I made that up? I'm lucky. I'm he left. Look, I'm just. Uh... Yeah, he did have a club at all last season. I've just checked there. He left Ipswich last summer. Yeah. So, if they Mad can that, get, isn't it? if they can get him up to speed, he could be a real quality player for them, couldn't he? No, he took the year out to regain his health and fitness, and ah, trained right. with Tottenham for most of the year. Oh, well, he started out there, didn't he? I think so. That's probably one of the reasons why he did yeah. that. But, but yeah, it, it's. It, it's a, it's an unusual one, isn't it? They've they've signed that um, keeper, the Finnish keeper, on loan from Villa as well, haven't they? I think as the uh, as their yeah. new, I'm guessing their new first choice stopper as well. So interesting to see how he gets on. But yeah, when you look through it, it's, I don't. I just have a feeling that it could, it's going to be a tough season. I think they're heavily relying on Carroll to potentially turn up and really perform for them, aren't they? I think. That's, that's yeah, like I said, I, I I don't think they'll be bad enough to go down. No. But I don't think it'll be the most enjoyable season for them. No, I think last season as well, they relied quite heavily on um, the lad, uh, Adam Stansfield, didn't they? Um, not Adam Stansfield. Is it Adam Stansfield? It, it's the, oh, it's his son. I forgot his name now. Yeah. The lad Stansfield, obviously, you know, his dad died uh, when he was playing for them, didn't he? And, you know, he had a real impact when he came in. So not having him back might be a bit tougher for them as well. Um, yeah, so you reckon you're going to have them as another one who's maybe just sort of, Lower mid table potentially next season. Yeah, yeah, that sort of seventeen area, you know. Yeah. Okay. On to the uh, next. In fact, should we take a quick break? Actually, before we go to the next one, we'll have a little break to to break things up. So, uh, before we get on to Fleetwood, which is the next one that I've got, here's the little break. This is John Mellish. You listen to the Brunt and Bugle. And we're back for the next part of our season preview uh, episode, Fleetwood Town. So that's what I've got. Um, yeah, I don't know how to judge these because if you look at last season, they were well away from trouble. They were in the top half, I think, when they finished 11th or 13th, sorry. Um, pretty decent first season for Scott Brown in charge there, wasn't it? I think it's fair to say, you know, he did done a solid job, kept them away from, from bother. But the thing that really stands out from this is off the pitch. That's where the problems are, isn't it? 
that, that, that's yeah, where the big yeah. concern there. So obviously, for those who aren't aware, um, Fleetwood Town have been owned by a guy called Andy Pilly uh, for quite a few years now. And he's basically taken them from being like a Northern Premier League team, about just above Workington's level, weren't they, I think? Completely rebuilt the club, built a brand new stand there, an incredible training centre there. They've even got like a, a B team effectively, haven't they, I think, um, where they you know basically develop young players. Uh, Sam Fishburne has obviously gone there to be a part of that. Um, but he's been the one who's ploughed the money and through his business. Now, he has been jailed for 13 years for a multi-million pound fraud which duped firms into expensive energy contracts through his energy company. So, th- they're suggesting that it's not going to be a problem for them, but they're heavily reliant on his company, his, you know, him and his, his company's backing to survive at League One level because they don't get the crowds. And, you know, obviously Blackpool been a bit more revived in the last few years as well has made it more tougher for them. So, I don't know about you guys. What do you think, Mike? I think it's going to be a really tough season for them in that sense. Yeah, honestly, I think they could go down. Um, I think they're certainly going to be struggling. They haven't really done much this summer either. Um, yeah. I mean, they haven't lost a lot, but they haven't really brought much in. Um, there's this, there's two or three more I haven't put on there, I should say, on the list that I've done for us because they, they were allowed to join the their under-21 side. Fishburn well, is one of Fishburn them. has really yeah. Fishburn has, but I put him on there just to remind us the fact that he's an ex Carlo player. Yeah. There, so, so yeah, um, you're right, mate. They haven't done a huge amount. What I'd say is Danny Mayer from Plymouth Argyle is a very good addition. He's getting on a bit now. He's what 32, I think, but he's a player who's always had real, real quality. I always really liked him when he was playing for Berry. And you know, if we'd been in the market for an experienced midfielder in that sort of role, the way he plays, I'd have been delighted if we got him this summer. I think he would have been a really good addition, but. As it is, he's gone to Fleetwood. As you mentioned, not a massive turnover in the squad, but there's still quality in there. If you look at the squad, I mean, Jaden Stockley and Alex Mar- uh, Alex Marriott, uh, Jack Marriott in attack. Now, they're two players that I think in attack, maybe not some of the bigger clubs, but most of the clubs at our level would be delighted to have them as attackers, wouldn't they? Yeah, true. I think, you know, mm. they had a real bit of quality in there. They've signed uh, Ryan Graydon from Derry City, I think, is a big, he's been a big player for them in, in recent seasons. So he's, you know... They do tend to sign a few from from Ireland, don't they? I think because they've got that, or they had. I don't know if it still is the case. Um, Pilly did also own Waterford FC, I think, in Ireland. I think they're a little bit more uh, concerned about the the issues in terms of him than uh, Fleetwood seem to be. But um, but yeah, I, I I really I don't know how to judge this because, like I said, if that money is dis- disappears, then they will struggle. I think they've probably got enough players in that they could sell two or three to make a bit of money, potentially, to cover themselves for now. But, like you said, I don't know. I feel like they they got close to getting promoted a few years back, didn't they, I think? But they've never really done it since. I tend to agree. I think they might be a team that struggles a little bit. I'm not sure they'll be bad enough to go down. I think they've probably still got enough quality if they can keep hold of those attackers. I know, who was it? Did we say Dan someone came in recently to bid for Marriott, I think, already? I can't remember who it was. I think remember you sent me something about that, but I think there's another club who's come in and bid for Jack Marriott and it was knocked back. So, you know, clubs are still already interested in bringing him in. So, so yeah, I I, I think Brown's done a very good job there and they clearly like him because he got a new two-year deal in the summer. I think he's going to have his, his hands you know, full in terms of keeping them away from trouble this season. So I think, and maybe not in the bottom four, but they've, they might be a team that flirts with it if they potentially lose a couple of those players because they have to balance the book. I, I, I think they'll be in the mix, but I think they'll have just enough. Yeah. And 
if they are struggling for players, Brown's always going to be able to get someone from Celtic or Aberdeen, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's got one in, hasn't he, this summer? Uh, yeah, yeah. coming on loan. So. That's, that's always going to be an option for him. Yeah, exactly. He can go to Scotland and get a couple of players down. You know, they're going to be decent quality. So, so yeah, yeah I think they sh- I think they might struggle a bit, but they should have enough to keep themselves away from trouble, I think. So, be interesting to see how they do, though. Uh, up next, Leighton Orient. Who's got Leighton Orient that's, this year? That's me. Go on, the microphone. So, well, I mean, obviously, in the end, they kind of walked the league last year. Um, and they weren't too dependent on sort of one person to score a load of goals. They yeah. really sort of spread the goals out through the team, which is the sound of a good team. Massive loss for them is Lawrence Vigaru, who went yes. to yeah. Burnley. Um, obviously, they signed two keepers since. Uh, Saul Brin's a good addition. He did well at Swindon, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just how them keepers adapt will sum up how Orient do this season. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that they're in much danger of going down, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think, they've got I think Ethan Galbraith could be one of the signings of the season. Yeah, it's a good sign on that, to be fair. I yeah. would love to have seen him sign for Carlisle. I don't think we'd ever have had a chance of getting him. No. But he, he is too good for League One, in my opinion. Yeah, he's, he's a good sign. I'm, I'm quite impressed with getting him. Um, Joe Piggott's a decent sound, actually. He's a big uh, like target man, so it mm. gives them a bit of a plan B. I think yeah. he's about 6'4". Uh, yeah. Got a lot of experience, sort of Championship League one. Yeah. I think getting Idris El Mizuni back on loan as well from Ipswich is a really big bonus for them because he was a big player for them last season, wasn't he? Mm. I'm, I'm assuming that, uh, sorry to go back to keepers, I'm assuming Bryn came on loan as part of the deal that took the striker to Middlesbrough. Possibly, yeah, that would make sense, actually, yeah. yeah. But, or if it wasn't part of the deal, it was sort of promised, look, yeah. in a couple of weeks you can have a player from us. Yeah, and they signed a, a young keeper from Wilston uh, as well, so I'm guessing he's one they're going to develop to be the first choice in the long term, possibly. But, um, but yeah, and, and Dan, uh, Jay as well is a good signing from Crew. considering they've lost Paul Smith to QPR as well. To lose Smith and Vigory w- would be a big blow for most clubs, wouldn't it? But it one, feels... one who was linked with us a lot, I guy, wasn't he? He was, yeah. I think that was one of the the, the typical EFL rumor Twitter things, isn't it? As much <laughs> as anything, but but yeah. So I've had to give you, Mike. I think that they've got enough to keep themselves away from trouble. I think they've got a decent manager. As much as he's a bit of a, a gobshite <laughs> in Wellens, I think he's a decent coach. Um, I think, like I said, getting El Mazzuni back on loan as well in a similar way it was getting Alfie McCalman back on permanently is is a really big move for them, but. As you say, the keepers could be the key here because Vigaru mm. was a big part of how they play because he could play it so well out from the back when he was so good of his feet. They're going to rely on Bryn to be like that from day one, I think. So, I, I, th- I think the rest of the defence has pretty much stayed, though, hasn't it? Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure. I mean, looking at it, they haven't which, really lost any Which defenders. I think will make it easier for an incoming keeper. Yeah, so basically he, he needs to get their trust as, as quickly as possible, essentially, doesn't he? That, yeah. That's yeah. where his challenge is. In terms of that, Mike, what what are you thinking in terms of where they're going to finish? I think sort of bottom half, but far away enough from trouble. So like fourteenth, thirteenth, something yeah, like so that. Teetering on the top half, basically, is what you're thinking. Yeah. Essentially, well, I, I think I tend to agree with that. Uh, it's fair enough. Lincoln City next. I I, I slightly Lincoln. disagree, but I'll tell more at the end. Oh, okay. I think he. Oh, is he going to go for them to be up near the top? Maybe. Oh, very interesting. <laughs> 
Be interested to see what Dan says there. That's why we do predictions at the end. Yeah, uh, we do. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> L- Lincoln City up next, and that's one of mine. Um, interesting one, Lincoln, aren't they? Because you look at when they came up from non-league football, back from non-league football, I should say, um, they were they, they made a big impact straight away, didn't they? They, they, they? They'd had that great cup run in the Cups. They'd invested heavily. They had owners that were putting money into them. Like I think record season ticket sales, that kind of thing, and they didn't fly straight. For, did they, I can't remember if they took two seasons to get up from League Two. I can't remember now, but you know they eventually got themselves up to to League One, and they they spent five seasons there now. And there was a lot of talk, wasn't? I think their owners saying, "Oh, they wanted to get them to the championship," you know, within however many years, I think. And that's kind of stalled a little bit, hasn't it? They found it a bit hard to, to kick on to that next level. I think teams tend to find if they have these plans, and then once they get to League One level, League One's a tough, tough league to get out of. Yeah, because yeah, you only yeah, get the definitely. two automatics as well, and you always get these big clubs that come down from the championship who just basically throw money at it to try and get themselves straight back. So that makes it tough. So uh, that's right. I just enough of the right Go enough on. of the sensible talk. Let's talk the main Lincoln thing. Look on that sidings list; he exists. Oh, okay, right. Well, we'll cover. <laughs> it. Oh, yeah, I know you want to. Right. Well, I, I said like uh, before we get on to him. He, he, you know, where art thou, uh, Lucas Jensen? Um, I saw an article on the BBC football website saying that Mark Kennedy was actually talking about the fact that he was, you know, they were finding it a bit tough to get signings in and they were hope, they're hoping that we'll be able to get some more in soon. But actually, when you look at the signings they've made, they've made two or three interesting uh, additions there, haven't they? I think it's fair to say, Dan. Lucas Jensen, you mentioned there. Somebody who's actually done quite well since he left us, hasn't he? You know, he's done his, uh, you know, his loan spell at Accrington did did fairly well there. Lincoln had brought them in in the summer, um, and I think Rico uh, Hackett from Portsmouth is an interesting one as well. I've paid an undisclosed fee for him. Um, Tyler Walker from Coventry City, I think he's a, a really good addition. The one I really like is Alistair Smith from Sutton because every time we played against Sutton, I was really impressed with him. I think. I think you said to me, I think on that final day of the season, Dan, that game we went to, you yourself said, he's a good player, him. I like the look of him. He's, yeah, he's quite yeah. handy, isn't he? So I, I'm glad he's got his big move because you don't want players to end up stuck, stagnant at uh, Sutton. I should so. be a scout, mate, shouldn't I? Yeah, you should be, to be fair. But yeah, I, I, they had a decent season last year. They finished in 11th. I think they're going to find it tough to kick on beyond that. Though. I think Kennedy did really well in his first season. But I feel like it's going to be a bit of a challenge for them to, to get there. And it does. I know it kind of feels like we're putting every single team into the uh, into that zone of you know just above relegation zone sort of thing. But I think <laughs> in this case, I'm gonna have to do that again. I think I feel like um, I, I kind of feel like the, uh, there's just not quite enough there for them to kick on. But I think they've signed enough to keep them sort of in the similar position. I think they'll just be just inside the top half. Is my prediction. I think uh, Lassie Sorensen as well is oh, a really yeah. good player for them. Good. I, I think pretty similar to last season, personally. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that there's just not quite enough to to get them up high. I think Jensen looks like a good addition in terms of a goalkeeper. You know, I think that he's shown he's got good experience yeah. at League One level now as well. I think, like I said, Smith's a good addition in midfield. I, I just feel when I look at it, maybe if Walker can get his shooting boots on, it'd be great. But I think beyond that, they might struggle a little bit for goals, possibly. Um, See, so yeah, I'm with you. I think they're going to finish um, round about. On the other sort of mid-table position, I think. Um, 
I'm just checking to see if I've made any notes of anyone off the field. I don't think there is anything particularly off the field to, to talk about with them. So, yep, that's what I'm going for for Lincoln City. Northampton Town next. Um, who's got them? Is that you, Dan, for them? I normally give you them because you've got mates in Northampton, but I might not have done this season. Uh, yes, I have. Northampton Town's you, Dan. Yes. Uh, of the promoted teams from League Two, I think Northampton are going to struggle the most. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I just wasn't overly impressed by them last season, even though they got promoted. It was almost like bottled it though, didn't they? A bit contradictory, you know. It's just, and there's not been a lot of transfer action in or out, has there? They've added another one in since I wrote this. To be fair, as well. To be fair, they've added in the lad who was linked with us. What's his name? Um, Mark Leonard from Brighton's come in now. That that happened over the weekend before I wrote this. After I wrote this, so. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the ex Carlisle Lincoln, Patrick Brough, you know, uh, is he a league? What is, is he, he's a better player than when he was at us. Is he a mm. league one standard left back, left wing back? We'll find out this season. Yeah. Uh, Manny Monty at Walsall. He was great at Tramley, but he never really did it at Walsall, did he? He wasn't quite as good. Yeah, so. he's, mm. he's just one of them proper League Two players. And I don't know if he's quite good, good enough to step up that level. Hmm. I'd want to see more come in what I would say about them is looking at their squad and looking at the additions and stuff consistency is the key thing for them isn't it so you look at it they've yeah. they've brought Kieran Bowie back on loan again from Fulham they brought Mark Leonard back in on loan again from Brighton so that's two seasons over there where, I mean where's that's a, that, that, that's, that's a good player though isn't it Mark Leonard he is, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's a really good addition I think and like I said Bowie is as well I think Tyree Simpson obviously was strongly linked with us Never happened, but I think the key thing for them is they haven't really lost anyone, have they? You know, they've got Ben Fox in there, who's a, who's a great player still as well. You know, Sowerby, you know, Mitch Pinnock and Hoskins and, and all kinds, you know. I think the key thing for them is, I, I think they can have a solid season, I think, because of the fact that they've kept most of the squad together. I tend to agree with you that they maybe need a couple more players of quality added into there, but... This is the difficulty with trying to work it out now, isn't it? I think Dan, that we're trying to guess before the, the window is shut. So yeah, yeah. Could I mean, they, they could they could bring four great signings in through August, and mm. you know, happily. I I'm predicting a season of struggle for Northampton. Okay, I feel like there's there's possibly possibly even relegation. Oh, I feel like there's momentum there with Northampton. That's the thing. That first thing I think because, like you said, they've been consistent for. The, two solid seasons. They only just missed out on promotion mm. the season before. So I think actually keeping the squad together is not a bad thing, but there is a risk there in the sense that it could become stale as well. That That's that's the, the one concern they mm. might have in terms of that. Um, right. Oxford United is next. I think that's you, Mike. Yeah, that's me. Um, yeah, I think they're going to struggle as well, to be honest. Um, maybe not going down, but certainly not moving up the table very much. Um, I mean, Josh McEachran is a decent player, I think, mm. but he's not the most physical and can, like, he can have games where he just doesn't, he just gets bullied and doesn't do anything. He can have other games where he looks an absolute class act, but I think, well, it's one of them. If he was a class act every week, he wouldn't be playing in League One, would he? But, um, yeah, I just, I can't see them really doing a lot. It's interesting when they appointed uh, the Carl Robinson left after a long period in charge of them after a season of struggle, didn't he? They appointed Liam Manning, who started very well at MK Dons and then faded very badly 
he's one of these sort of new coaches who's got no real playing experience, has he? And he's come in, mm. and, you know, there's big expectations of, you know, everyone talks about his style and the way he likes to play. There's a risk with doing that, though, isn't there, Dan, that you bring these people in, and if they're not good at the actual management side of it, 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 it becomes a problem. That, that, that Paul Simpson says this, you know, you can have your philosophies, can't you? But if you don't get results, who cares at the end of the day? Yeah. That, that's that's the big challenge for for them. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at their additions here as well, Mike. They're relying on a few loan players, aren't they, that you, you, you can't be too sure how well they're going to do. That's the problem. The lads who have not really got any experience. Um, mm. What do you think of... See, uh... I, I I don't. Whilst they haven't got much experience, they're coming from two good academies, Brighton mm. and Brentford, have both known and for Everton as well. Strong youth programs. For Mills, I I'm going against Grain a bit. I think Oxford are going to do well. Mm. Mm. They still got Sam Baldock there as well. I didn't even realise he was still there. Well, uh, Rodriguez mm. as well is a good addition for them for a not counter though, isn't he? That, you know, that's he that's the one. That when I saw when I saw him sign, I was like, yeah, that's a good sign. Mm. They had a tough season last season. The key thing is whether they can bounce back from it. Because I don't think Manning had that much of a a new manager bounce effect, I think, when he took over. I'm not 100% sure what his record was like there last season. But, yeah, I don't it's a tough one to judge. I'm just looking at him. Yeah, he, he didn't. He only played for, for Leiston, basically, the non-league side, really. It's the only team he played any games. So he was at Ipswich and didn't play a single first-team game. And he's been in charge of... West Ham under 23s, Lommel SK, who I think must be a, 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 a Belgian side, I think. And then obviously MK Duns, he had that started really well, then faded really badly. And then at Oxford, I'm just looking at his record at Oxford 10 games, two wins from those 10 games. So he needs to get a good start, doesn't he? Because his record at MK Duns, he won 40 out of 83 games in charge there. You know, so you know, he did pretty well, generally. But Oxford, if he doesn't get off to a good start, it could be tough for him, couldn't it? Yeah, I, th- I think he he will be under pressure. Um, yeah, it's it's one of them. Because we're going to talk about the sack race later, yeah. uh, and which manager is going to be first to be sacked. But he's not mine, funnily enough. So we'll see. Interesting, interesting indeed. So what what are you reckoning for Oxford then, Mike? What are you going for? Uh, I'm going to go seventeenth. 17th, okay, you think they're going to be another team that I think pretty much everybody in the division is going to be in that position yeah. at the moment, aren't they? We'll have to have a we, we did the same last couple of years for League 2 as well, didn't we? Did, we did, didn't mm. we? Yeah, it's hard yeah. to pick sometimes, isn't it? Peterborough United then, Dan, I think you've got them. What? What? You, you, you seem to have some interesting thoughts on them. Yeah, some team, aren't they? I mean, they're a, they're a solid club. Mm. And they're always there or thereabouts, and I think they've still got a chance of. Uh, I think they'll be in and about the playoffs. I mean, Tishminger from Chesterfield is a classic mm. Peterborough signing. Non-league player, uh, play big money for him. Yeah, Critch- yeah. Critchlow from Huddersfield. You know, I think he's a really good uh, addition. Just, to be fair, yeah, they've signed that uh, De Havilland from Barnet. Mm. You know that. They've moved, they've always moved players on as well, you know, Norburn went to Blackpool, Christy Pims finally left there, you know. Mm. And they've done that thing where, what do you call him who scores all the goals, is up for sale officially. Because once you go into, is it last year or second last year of your deal, 
Hmm. You are automatically put up for sale. That's how yeah. Peterborough operates. Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah, that. because they basically will take money for you instead of losing you. That is there. Uh, that's, that's how uh, Harris, McDonough. Yeah. Mac, Mac, is it McDonough? Darren McDonough? Uh, McAnthony, isn't it? I think. Or McAnthony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darren McAnthony. Yeah. Yeah, and there is. First of all, there was the thing with the radio with them, yeah. where they basically got rid of free free radio listening, caused uproar, and they've had to backtrack. Yeah. And people have said, "Well, what about you know elderly or disabled or yeah. ill who can't come? Why should they have to pay to listen?" You know, and I, I can see why they've done it. But I think they should have approached it a lot better. Yeah. And they'd obviously just try to generate income, aren't they? Yeah. But uh, there was a story started appearing recently about the other half of the ownership or something mm. and a possible winding up order, was it? All right, I'm just trying to find it again. Yeah, there was some story. It was in The Athletic, wasn't it, I think? That's what yeah. I'm trying to find it myself as well. It's, it was an interesting development, wasn't it? Because... You always presume that they're fine, don't you? And he's just going to keep ploughing money in and stuff, don't you? But it just came out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. We weren't expecting this. Yeah. It's, it seems they've dismissed the chance of it being a, going into administration. I've just seen a story there in the Peterborough Telegraph. So Yeah. But, you know, it's a really interesting one, isn't it? It's never quiet there, is it? No. And, I mean, Darren, uh, Darren Ferguson's there in his, what, fourth spell as manager? <laughs> yeah. Which is like remarkable, yeah. isn't it? Really, we look, but he just it just works for him there, doesn't it? He just seems to have yeah. that ability to to make things happen at Peterborough. Um, yeah, I think when you look through the squad, then there's still quality there, isn't it? I think that's the thing that stands out. Yeah, first of all. Yeah. they're not lacking in you know they're not going to lack in, in players of ability playing for them. So, I mean, I'm just looking through the list here, even like you know Peter Kioso, they brought in. He's a really good player, you know. Critchlow, as you mentioned, um, in midfield, you know. Archie Collins has been a good addition. Harrison Burroughs is good in there. Kwame Poker, you know, looked a very good player. Was he at Colchester, I think, a couple of years ago? You know, the one signing they've made in recent seasons that doesn't seem to have worked is uh, David Ajiboy. Yeah, they got from uh, Sutton and they well, he went back on loan to Sutton last season, didn't he? So, yeah, yeah. Interesting to whether he stays there or not. But like there's, said, there's, always, there's always fresh signings, there's always someone doing well. Yeah. You know, McAntony's always he's often on talk sport and whatnot, yeah. and yeah, I think I think they'll be usual there or thereabouts. I don't think they're good enough to be top two, no. but I, I think they'll be in, in the playoffs soon. Yeah, I can see that as well. To be fair, that that that's, that seems likely. Uh, Port Vale next, um, Mike. I think that's you Port me, Vale. I think, yeah. yeah, what are you think? Um, I think they're going to push on a bit this year. Um, mm, okay, they they finished eighteenth last year. Um, mm. But they've made, I mean, one signing for me that hit me straight away, Tom Sang from Cardiff is one hell of a signing. He sort of played midfield slash right back. And mm. Cardiff fans basically said he was wasted at right back. And that's sort of why he wound up getting released. When yeah. his ability is better as like an attacking midfielder. But because mm. Port Vale have signed Mitch Clark from Accrington, I'm guessing that Clark will be playing at right back. And that'll mm. push Sang into midfield. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, uh, apart from that, again, they've made some pretty solid signings, really. I mean, Jason I like Lowe, who we... Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, Jason Lowe, who we were uh, sort of, well, nearly signed. Probably, probably um, nearly signed, that's the rumour, yep. Yeah, um, Connor Grant from um, Plymouth, mm. I think is a good signing. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, and, and they've, they've kind of got rid of some dead wood as well, really. Mm. Um, I mean, I famously, a few years ago, thought James Wilson would be League 2 top goal scorer. <laughs> and he, but he's just always been injured, and... You know, they've let him go. Uh, Jamie Protz is gone. Uh, players what? have won probably quite big wages and they've got rid of them now. So I, I'm going to say one thing to you here now then, Mike, while you're saying all that. Where's the goals coming from? Because I'm looking at their attacking options and hmm, it's looking very thin to me in terms of attack. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but I think, for me, the, the midfield is pretty solid. Um Let's see who, who have they got up front. They've got uh, Gavin Massey, James Plant, who yeah. I guess is a youth player who's coming through, and Ellis Harrison, and uh, maybe a couple of those midfielders you'd maybe class more as being attacking. But I don't know. I, I, th- I think they're sh- surely there. I mean, like we said before, that there's still a bit of time left in the window. They will be after someone to play up front. Surely you'd think uh, so. I think Ethan yeah. Chisler's a decent addition from Wimbledon as well. He's a good little player. I like him. Mm. But yeah, for me. I'm I'm different to you, mate. I think they're going to struggle. I think the the total lack of attacking options at the moment. I, f- I feel like it could be a really tough season for them if they can't get some goals into the team. Similar to us, to be fair, we're, we're struggling a little bit for that at the moment. So you know we can't really talk much. But you you mentioned there, Dan Yuri, like Connor Ripley, though, and I'd agree with you. That. I think he's a really good goalkeeper. It's thirty now, man. I can't believe that. When you, I remember him playing for Middlesbrough against us in a pre-season game, and he was outstanding, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, to be quite honest, if if we were looking for a keeper, he's one I would have wanted because mm. you know he's he's always been at northern clubs a lot, and he, I think he was Mark, one of Markham's best players last year. You know, yeah. yes, he got relegated, but a keeper's usually busy if that's the case, yeah. and you know, I think I think he quite liked it as well. Yeah. Yeah, so so Mike, you think they're going to do okay? You think Portville? You, you you seem to be. Yeah, up. I think just sort of boring mid-table, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. Okay, well, fair enough, right? Okay, well, we'll take a short break and then we'll be back for the part three, where we're going to do the rest of the predictions, uh, the rest of the um, previews, but also the, the predictions. Hi, I'm Owen Moxon, and you're listening to the Brunton Bugle. Might as well get the most out of that one before he goes. Uh, <laughs> no, with any luck, hopefully you'll still be here come uh, the end of August. With, with fingers crossed. It was a very strong statement from the club, but we'll talk about that in the uh, Fleetwood preview episode. Um, Portsmouth next, that's me. I quite like the look of Portsmouth this season. I really do. I think they made a very brave decision last year, didn't they, to get rid of the it was the Cowley brothers, wasn't it? Who were uh, the coaching staff there. And bringing John Moussinho for his first head coach role. And there was a lot of like eyebrows raised when they did this, wasn't there? I seem to remember that people were like, seriously, you came rid of them to bring him in? Because they weren't that far off the playoff place at that point, were they? But they seemed like very convinced of like, no, this is the right thing to do. We're, we think he's going to, you know, very impressive him in his interview and that kind of thing. And they weren't that far off the playoffs. I think they, they still had a little bit too much to do, I think, to get there. So that I think the chances of doing it were looking fairly slim for most of the season. But actually, in terms of summer signings, I don't know about you guys, I think they've made two or three really, really good ones. I think Anthony Scully from 
Wigan stands out. And Gavin White from Cardiff. Another Cardiff's a lot of good players from Cardiff joining uh, League One clubs this season. I've noticed that actually. But yeah, Gavin White is a Northern Ireland international. You know, he, he he's a really good addition. Jack Sparks from um, Exeter City is another good one. Um, I think even like in, in goal, uh, Will Norris, goalkeeper, you know, he, he's not played too much in recent seasons because he's been at Burnley and Wolves as a backup. But he was a pretty good goalkeeper for Cambridge. Um, Regan Poole from um, Lincoln City, you know, plays done very well at this level for a few seasons now. And they've kept hold of a lot of the the decent players in their squad, like Marlon Pack, you know, bags of experience at this level. I really, I fancy them to have a good. Go- I think they've got a really good chance of being in the uh, in the playoff positions this season. I don't know what you guys think. None of neither of you want to say anything. Oh, so, <laughs> I was just waiting for um, one of you to say something, but you know. Yeah, well, uh, to be honest, I think they're due a good season, aren't they? They've kind of, yeah. I, I for me, I think that they're certainly at the very least playoffs. Yeah, I, I feel like they've got a good chance. I mean. Big thing for me is if they can keep hold of Colby Bishop, you know, probably arguably the best striker at League One level, I think. I think if he can keep scoring goals again this season, I think he could really fire them up to the top. And obviously, Mercedio had a, a decent start to life as manager there, and I think they'll be hoping he can and kick on further. But um, yeah, I just have a feeling they're going to do really well this season. I'm just look, checking through my notes here again, and yeah, I, I just feel like they've been very busy in the transfer market, I'll give you that, you know, 12 signings. Uh, three have gone out and quite a few players released who haven't found clubs which is not that common with a lot of the other clubs in um, in League One so they must have cleared out what you'd argue is a bit of deadwood in there you know if, mm. if clubs aren't taking them on they've always yeah. had a very big squad though haven't they as well generally yeah but I just feel like mm. what they've signed is, is pretty good and mm. yeah, if Messina is as good as they think he is I'd, I've, I think they could do really well this season I, I, I could really see them potentially finishing uh, in, in the playoffs and you know what if they get off to a good start and they can keep all the bishop maybe just maybe they could have a go at one of those top two plays I'm not saying they definitely will but I think there's a chance there's always a chance uh, Reading up next Mike and that's you you've got a friend who's a Reading fan that you've you put us in contact with for, for doing the uh, previews and stuff for this season um, I'm guessing you've had a chance to have a chat with him but you've also done a bit of your own research what, what are you thinking of them because they're a hard one to judge I think yeah well do you know what it's funny because we did this season preview last year and I've got a mate who's a Rochdale fan and I said how do you think you're going to do and he said well you know we've just been relegated but we've got some ownership situations off the pitch and I think we could hopefully finish mid-table and this is exactly what Alex the Reading fan said to me and obviously Rochdale last season got relegated so um, I think it's going to be interesting I mean one of the things they've allegedly got like a transfer embargo but nothing has officially been said about it, but it's understood that they're not allowed to pay fees for players, that or even loan fees. Well, they've um, timed that well because they've signed Charlie Savage for an undisclosed fee from Man United. So what? Well, yeah. That? I, so and well, this has come in since they've signed a few players, and one of the other things is they're not allowed to play a pay a player more than fifteen hundred quid a week, which wow. at this level isn't going to get you a lot I think certainly the signings they've made Smith and Savage will be on more than that definitely um, so. so yeah it's um, but I think Sam Smith is a cracking signing um, mm. one that definitely. we were allegedly linked with as well there's rumours that we were potentially interested in bringing him yeah, in yeah because I think he scored about 13 goals last season in a pretty yeah. poor Cambridge side yeah it's pretty um, good return yeah but 
I mean, some of their off the field stuff is really uh, concerning, I think. And um, I'm not entirely convinced compared to some of the other teams that I think will go down. I don't think that they're as bad on paper as them, mm. but you never know with some of these off the field issues. If players aren't getting paid on time and stuff like that, it does play into how they perform on the pitch. And yeah. I, I, I don't think that they'll be going down. I'm, I'm going to put them in that box with another. With all the other teams that are uh, going to be <laughs> above the relegation zone, but not yeah, I, 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 I think it's just a season of adjustment for them, isn't it? Because they've obviously got some troubles. You know, there's there's one or two players have left. You know, they've got good money for the lad to Genoa. Yeah, you know, uh, which probably helps with whatever it is that's going on there. Yeah, I, I think it'll just be one of those sort of seasons of transition, uh, mid-table, bang mid-table type thing. I think Bagme Table and potentially could push for the playoffs if the, you know the, there's a chance for them maybe to if, if things click if they can sort out some of the transfer issues. I mean, you say that they're yeah, just... you know, if it, they could sign half, you know, they could get sorted and then sign half a dozen in January and push on. You know, the, the big thing for them is I'm just looking here; they've only got 18 in the squad at the moment. It's a very small squad, and you know, only one goalkeeper who's obviously former Blues stopper Dean Buzanis. So, you know, it, that, that, it is quite a thin squad. There's still quality in there. There's still clear quality in there, isn't there? Um, I think Lewis Wing's a good addition, actually, as well. At this level, someone who really knows how to play at, uh, at the um, at, at League One. Um, and like I said, in attack, those two coming in. Is Andy Carroll still contracted there? He's listed in their squad, but I, have a feeling, I, I had a feeling he, he, he'd left. I might be wrong on that one, but um, he's, he's still listed with squad number two, which I, I, I'm not on board with in the slightest an attack I wear in the number two. Mm, Utterly ridiculous. No, disgusting. Um so yeah, interesting how he does. Okay then Mike, so you are going for a mid table finish of reading, you think, this season. You reckon they're Yeah, thirteenth or so I reckon. Yeah, okay, like every other team we've picked this season, but there you go. Yeah. Um much. Shrewsbury Town. So this one's me. Um really interested to see how they do this season because I was chatting with my mate Dale, who's a Shrewsbury fan. I think you know Dale, Dan. I think you've met him a couple of times, probably. Yeah, I met him a few years back, yeah. For the older Shrewsbury Town supporters team. Yeah. We used to play for the Carlisle supporters team. Um, yeah, it's interesting because last season they did quite well. They finished 12th. And Steve Cotterill did a good job. He was a, He's an old-school manager, Cotterill, isn't he? His style of football is very agricultural. I think most people would agree on that. But he knows how to grind out results, and you know. And Dale was saying like there was times last season when they were wasting time on thrones after five minutes, but they were getting results and getting themselves away from trouble. Cotterill had quite a big fallout with the chairman. I think in January of spending. I think in terms of he, the, the, the chairman thought he was spending too much on player wages, and they, apparently they didn't speak for like the final five months of the season. So it was always fairly obvious that Cotterill was likely to leave in the summer, even though I think he still had time left on his contract. He left. I think Mickey Moore from Cheltenham was brought in as director of football and they've gone for this option of director of football and head coach. And the head coach they brought in is Matty Taylor, Matthew Taylor, ex-Portsmouth and West Ham player. Now, he didn't have a great spell in charge at Walsall, did he? He found it very tough. So, to get a job at League One level, he's done pretty well for himself, hasn't he? I think it's fair to say. You know? mm. I don't think many people would have expected him to find a job at that level, but he, he has got one. They've had quite a big clear out in terms of players leaving in the summer and they've got a load of new players coming in. Dale's thoughts are that defensively they look quite solid, but in terms of attack, 
They look quite thin. They're going to rely heavily on Ryan Bowman, who's now their new captain, apparently, uh, for goals. They've got uh, Aidan O'Brien up there as well, and, and Daniel Odoa. But other than that, that's where they're really a bit worried. I think they've got a lad on loan from Hibs as well, who looks like he potentially could be a interesting sign, Noah Kenner. But beyond that, they're relying a lot on young players who've been promoted to their first team squad from the youth team. I'm just looking here. One, two, three, four. Yeah, there's four players who are coming from the youth team to bring their squad up to 24. Beyond that, they've only got 20 players. Um, So it could be a tough season for them. I feel Carl Winchester's an interesting signing. Yeah. Lots of experience at this level, you know, and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, really good player for Sunderland in recent seasons. Elliot Forbes, a good loan signing, I think, from, from Luton. He should be a good addition. And skirting around the issue of talking about the one of the other additions, aren't I, I think. So let's get on to it. Morgan Feeney. We, we're kind of in agreement. Oh. It's, a, it's a sideways <laughs> step for him, isn't it? I think we all sort of agree that it's a, it's a very mm. weird move. He should have been going to a higher level if he was going to leave us. It looks like he's going to be playing regularly because they've lost a couple of players at the back. So I think he's going to replace Matthew Pennington, who's gone to Blackpool, we mentioned earlier. They've lost the captain, Luke uh, Lee, who's gone to Wickham Wanderers. Tom Bloxon, one of their attackers, has gone on loan to Morecambe. So that's why they're a bit thin in attack as well. Um, I, uh, I feel like they might struggle a bit. And I think it's partly because of bringing in an experienced coach in, in Taylor into that role as someone who didn't do that well at Walsall on the level below having to rebuild the problem is if he's coming in and there's an established squad there and a bit of experience and it's not looking too bad you'd maybe think okay you know there's a chance for him to build something here but they're having a rebuild really realistic if you look at it so actually I could see them really struggling I don't know what you guys think what's your thoughts Mike Um, I yeah, it's interesting because I think like Pennington out, Feeney in kind of cancels each other out a little bit. Mm. Um, but Luke Liahi or whatever, however you pronounce it, <laughs> um, I think that's a massive loss. I think he he won pretty much all of their Player of the Season awards, yeah. um, bar one. Because one for me that is always interesting with players is the Players Player of the Season award. I think that often says a lot, and that was Pennington. Um, mm. So they've lost both of them, uh, and I think there'll be massive losses. And I, yeah, I th- I think they're going to be in that group with all of the other teams <laughs> again. Uh, I, I I reckon yeah, about fourteenth, and I think yeah, the Feeney really has made a sad, a sideways step. I think. I don't know. The, I mean, what are you thought it, Dan? I, I feel like they're going to struggle. I think they've taken a big risk. Yeah. In a point, yeah. To get rid of an experienced manager like Cotterell as well. I'm of the opinion they are really going to struggle. Yeah. Really, really going to struggle. Yeah, I, I, I just interesting. I just, I just looking at the message that Dale was sending me about about how he thinks they're going to do. His big hope is that the football is a bit better because he says one of the reasons he he hasn't actually renewed his season ticket at Shrewsbury, other than the fact that he lives a bit away from Shrewsbury now, is that the the football was awful to watch at times. He said he actually quite liked Cotterill as a manager. You know, he was very straightforward to the point. You know. And he, you know, kept them in League One, but you know there was times when their games wouldn't finish before five o'clock quite often because of the amount of time wasting and you know trying to drag games out and, and just win. It's going to be different this season. Well, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how it does for them because obviously Taylor coming in and Taylor's got this reputation allegedly of being quite a good coach and getting teams playing a good way, but he couldn't implement that at Walsall and Walsall were a pretty solid team at League Two level, you know, what a team that everyone thought might do fairly well. He just couldn't do it there, could he? So. 
I, I'm curious to see how they get on. I, I'll be honest with you, I think they'll struggle. I know you've gone for 34. I, I have a feeling they might be right down there. If they can't get attackers in, they're going to rely heavily on Bowman. And if he gets a knock, where are the goals in that team? I just mm. don't see it. It's similar to us in that sense that you know that relying heavily on one player for goals. If if that, that player goes, you start to worry a little bit, don't you, in terms of what they can do? So I feel like they're going to. I don't know if they'll be relegated, but I think they might be in a bit of a scrap come the end of the season. I think so. Uh, that's what I'm going for on Shrewsbury. Up next, Stevenage. I think that's yours, Mike. Is it? Uh, is it? Or is it mine? Uh, I'm trying to check here. I can't. I haven't got the. I've. Got, I had the list up a minute ago. I'm trying to see. Uh, Stevenage is yes. You. It's your last team. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's mine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well. Again, they were very good last season. Um. But they're good at what they do, shall we say? And these new rules that are coming in, I think, might hit them more than other teams, shall we say? I know some. I've seen some Stevenage fans saying that we're obsessed with them in terms of the replies to our, the tweet that you did. I think Dan about the uh, the new rules and how that's going to affect them. No, it wasn't else. me. It wasn't me. No, you, you did, so you did the quote tweet on the Bugle account. I think didn't you say, you know, oh, you know, how's this? What's your views on these changes? Oh yeah, no, I, I just uh, quote tweeted yeah. the uh, asking for opinions and yeah. I think a few a few people replied. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, mentioning yeah. Stevenage. Yeah, yeah. And some of their fans are like, oh my god, they're still obsessed with us and stuff. It's like, uh, yeah, but it, it's factually correct, isn't it? Considering mm. forty-one minutes is how long the ball was in play against us in yeah. that game. At yeah, Park. but at the same time, though, like these rules are designed to basically just make it pointless to be time wasting like that. Yeah, you know, so people are sort of joking, like, oh yeah, well, there's going to be like thirty minutes added time. But if people rolling around on the floor creates 30 minutes at a time, hopefully it'll just stop people rolling around on the floor. Maybe, but then maybe for them, it might just be a case of they don't actually mind dragging the game out that long. It just frustrates mm. you as much as anything. Maybe, that, mm. maybe that's the way they're looking at it. Um, what do you think about their summer transfer activity then? Yeah, well, they've, they've done quite a lot, which I think is sometimes quite a good sign. They're not sort of willing to rest on the laurels after last season. Um Harry Anderson is a good signing from uh, Bristol Rovers, hmm. I think. Um, Dan Butler from Peterborough, I think he's a he's a good defender. Hmm. Um, but Louis Thompson as well from um, from Portsmouth. Portsmouth, yeah. They've, they, they're quite happy to sign the Thompsons, aren't they? They've signed uh, three of them this summer. Nathan Thompson, Louis Thompson and Ben Thompson have all come in, haven't oh, they? If, if only they'd signed two, we could have... Give a shout oh. out to eighties band, the Thompson Twins, or uh, you know, or the you know characters from the uh, Tintin uh, comics as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, look, it, it feels very standard. Steve Evans signs, and he's had a lot of good, solid mm. players, good workhorse players who are going to really work hard for you. I feel the concern for me with them would be goals. I don't, I, I don't. I think they got away with it when we were at um, League Two level. Are they going to get away with as much here? Elliot List being back from injury is a big plus for them, though, because he spent a lot of last season out injured, didn't he? So having him mm. back is a, is a real big bonus. But beyond that, Jamie Reid did fairly well last season. Is he going to do that well at 29 at League One level? I don't know. Um, I, I think they may struggle a little bit for goals, but I'd fully expect them not to concede many again this season because just the yeah. way Evans works. Um, yeah, exactly. I, for, for me, I, I don't think they're in danger of relegation. Um, I don't think they're going to 
pull up any trees either. Uh, yeah. But I think that's, there's there's quite a lot of kind of good footballing teams in this yeah. league, and I think Stevenage are gonna upset the apple cart a yeah, little bit I with what they do. Yeah, worth noting that they they've only made one loan signing so far, and that's um, Chris, Christian uh, Hegyai from. Um, is a Hungarian goalkeeper from West Ham, in case you're wondering why I'm struggling to pronounce it. <laughs> um, but they did sign Tay Ashby Hammond permanently, who they'd had on loan last season. So I think they'll be quite happy with that one, getting him in on a permanent basis. But mm. they've got those four loan options available. And fair play, Evans, he's quite good at getting decent loanees, and isn't he? He's been quite smart with it in the past. So interesting to see what he does in terms of using those spaces for the rest of the season. Um, so you, you, what, what's your thoughts on how they'll do? I reckon about 13th. 13th, okay. Mm. I, th- I think they'll struggle, but they'll shit house the way to safety, basically. Yeah, I think I think I'd go lower because than I'd, that. Yeah. Stuff a lot of the stuff we got away with in League Two, it's a better standard of club in League One, and some of these League One clubs will just roll them. You know, when they're, when they're playing a Derby County or a a Peterborough or a Bolton, they're above that. If you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly mm. that. Exactly that. So I, 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 I think they'll struggle, but I don't think they'll go down. Okay. All right. Up next, uh, the penultimate team, Wigan Athletic, and Dan. That's you. This is a really interesting one to see how they're going to do because for like the about the third or fourth season in a row, there's ownership turmoil and stuff that's happened off the pitch, which has been sorted now. But the stand season minus eight points, and however good yeah. they are, that's still something to overcome, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, the three three wins behind after zero games, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, uh, I think similar to sort of how I mentioned for Reading, I think basically aim one is to reduce that gap as soon as possible, mm-hmm. and I think it'll be a proper transition season for Wigan. Apparently, the bloke who's come in, he's I think he he was involved with the rugby league team for quite a number of years, so. He's, he's no stranger to sport, which will help them. But I, th- yeah. I, th- I think it's a case of the minus eight is a handicap, but I think they'll do enough to uh, to see it. And I, I, I have them in that sort of lower mid-table bracket, even with the minus eight. Okay, you, you think they'll, they'll get themselves away for a draw? I think they could have a really tough season. You know, They've not sold that many in terms of season tickets. They've lost a few key players. You know, Max Power going to El Cadiz. Kadsia, have I got that right? Um, in is that I'm guessing that's Saudi Arabian that one rather than Qatar. I'm not 100. Um, and we'll see. Scully's gone to Portsmouth. Wilkins gone to Preston. Uh, yeah, I just oh, I don't know. I just got this feeling that it's going to be. A I tough find season. Callum McManaman a weird signing because he was pretty crap for Tranmere last season. Well, he went, it, when, it, where did he go to? He went to somewhere. did he go to Australia as well after that? Possibly I can't remember. Or did he just leave them and? Sure I can't even remember, he? but he. Um, I think it's pure sentiment, you know, sentimental because he scored for Wigan in the FA Cup final, didn't he, years ago? Uh, no, he was man in the match in the FA Cup final. It was Ben. Uh, oh, it, it was. Yeah, game, you're yeah. right. Yeah. No, you're right. Sorry, apologies. He left Tramway in 2022, and he's not played for anyone last season. So mm. interesting that. Yeah, I, I but, it's, it's a strange one. But I mean, they've still got Josh McGenis up front, and I think he'll be a, a real handful for defenders in this league. Um, yeah, but and uh, <laughs> there's not many clubs in this league who have signed players on loan for Bayern Munich. Uh, uh, Liam uh, Morrison, yeah, that lad Liam Morrison's interesting, wasn't he, Mike? I mean, Dan, what, what do you know about the crack with him? Because it, 
I'm guessing it's Bayern Munich's B team he's on loan for, isn't it? But how's he ended up at Bayern Munich, that lad? Well, he's one of these who you often find a lot of young footballers in Scotland sort of flip-flop between Rangers and Celtic as youth. And uh, when it was, when he was 16, he was linked with a few English teams. And I think he got in the Celtic first team squad for pre-season or something. And then Bayern Munich basically made a bid before Celtic give him a contract. Mm. And he joined them. And I've, I can remember at the time he was sort of told about how, well, first of all, he thought it was a joke, but also Bayern had like a pathway for him. Yeah. And he, he went, obviously went into the youth teams and obviously they have the, the number two teams and he's played a few games for the second team. Yeah. And, you know, they play, they play, they play regional league Bayern, which yeah. is... One of five or six, yeah, yeah. five or six of them are like national level, league standard, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, it's a decent, decent level still, and yeah. uh, he's ended up at Wigan on loan. Very unusual move, isn't it? You don't see that many players yeah. like that. Yeah, very, very strange one, isn't it? But, um, but yeah, so interesting to see how he gets. And I think getting the lad on loan from Liverpool, um, Balagazi as well. He was he was at Crawley, I think, last season. He looked okay for them. I think he's not a bad addition. Yeah, I, I don't know about them. I, I feel like they might have a really tough season. Um, they've still got Charlie White though, as well as an attacker. You know, you imagine he'll get a few goals at that level too. So, yeah, they've probably got just about enough to keep themselves away from or drag themselves away from the trouble after the points deduction. But maybe it'd be tough for them to get into the playoff race simply because of that points deduction. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd like I say, I, I think I think they'll have enough to to get away from it. I mean, yeah. they'll struggle at times. They're bound to, but. Uh... It's a it's a big season of transition for them. Absolutely. Right, on to the final team before we do our predictions. That's me. I've got Wickham Wanderers. Ah, Wickham are a hmm, hard one to judge, really, because they're very much established at the top end of League One these days, aren't they, when you look at them? They've consistently been there for, for season after season. They had that season in the Championship as well. But they lost their long-serving boss, Gareth Ainsworth, last season, went to QPR. Um so they replaced him with his former captain, Matt Bloomfield. He came in to take on the job and then they narrowly missed out on the playoffs. I'm very interested to see how Bloomfield does in his first full season in charge because he was obviously riding on a bit of the momentum, wasn't he, last season? I think it's fair to say, you know, in terms of getting results in and, and keeping them right up there. It's a big difference, isn't it, to then be the main man and, and, and see how you do that? Because I'm looking at his win record after coming in. 15 games, he only won four games. Oh, there's 15 games in charge at the end of last season. So, again, it's one of those ones, if he doesn't start that well, they might get twitchy and think, oh, we don't want to end up getting dragged in towards the bottom. And he may find it tough. Um, interestingly as well, their owner uh, mentioned this pre-season that he's on a, uh, basically looking at a um, succession plan for them. He's looking to sell the club in the next four years. He's an American guy who took over like three and a half years ago. So he's potentially looking to, to move things on soon. So how long you know how how committed he's going to be in terms of putting money in for the next few seasons you just don't know do you so you just see how he does um summer editions the one that stands out isn't there other than uh luke lee from um truth we mentioned previously for an undisclosed fee richard keogh he's gone there he was on loan there before he came on loan to us wasn't he i think years and years and years ago so it's a little bit of a return for him um didn't play that much for Ipswich last season, I don't think. But I think maybe at a club like Wickham, he might get used a bit more. Do you think that's quite a good addition for them, Mike? 
I, th- I think he's, uh, you know, we've seen ourselves what an experienced centre-half can kind of bring to the table. Um, yeah. I think, where was he released from last summer? It was, was it Ipswich. It was Ipswich he was at. He didn't actually play that much. Ipswich, yeah, because I, I remember their fans were quite disappointed that he got released. Um, mm-hmm. And they thought that he still had stuff to offer. But an interesting signing for me is Harry Boys. Um, mm. He was brought to Solihull by Greg Abbott. Um and so he was a player that I thought that we might sniff around at some point. He was in yeah. National League Team of the Year, and then last year he sort of stepped up and had the alone spell with Forest Green, who Forest Green were awful, and it, yeah. you can't just pin that on individual players. Um, but I think he could be a, a good sign as well. But they've got Sam Vokes up front as well, which yeah. bags of experience, you know. So you what you say. <laughs> well, no, I, I, was, I was just going to say, like looking through the team, I think that they've got quality, and I'm, I, I'm gonna, I, I think I'm going to see, we're going to see them up there. Mm. I think they've interesting. They've um, they've gone in early on, getting all their loan signings done, and the one that stands out actually, you mentioned Harry Boys, but Kean Brecken from Manchester City is meant to be very highly thought of by City. So mm. to get him on on loan could be a he could make a really big impact. And Dale Taylor from. Forest. I think he was one that was maybe linked with us as well. Dan, I seem to remember maybe there were some murmurs with him potentially coming loan to us, but he's obviously gone to to Wickham. So yeah, just see how he does. In terms of players going out, I don't think that they're, they're hugely disappointed about who's gone. Really, they've they released quite a few, and then maybe Lewis Wing going to Reading's the only one that really stands out as one that'd be disappointed to lose. Maybe Abita going to Hibernian, but bar that, the rest kind of feel like they're just moving players on. So. For me, it's how Bloomfield can start the season, and if he doesn't have a great start, then they might well move on, and actually they could get someone in who could keep them up there towards the top. So I feel like they're going to be in a very similar position. I think they're going to just miss out on the playoffs. I don't think they've got quite enough to, to challenge the teams that are up near the top for that. So, so yeah, that's my thoughts on Wickham. Right, well, that's the uh, League One club previews done, guys. So it's on to the bit that I think everybody loves the most in this episode. It's our predictions for the season. So we predict in terms of League One. We also predict in terms of what Cal United are going to do. Um, and anyone who's listened to this might not know that this is the second time we've had to record this bit because my laptop decided to die right in the middle of us finishing it off. And I lost all the bits we recorded for the season uh, predictions. So... Very annoying, but here we go. We're going to have another crack at it and try and get it done this time. Um, so we go through the League One ones first, and then we do the Cal United. So up first, champions. Dan, who are you going to predict to be the champions this season in League One? Bolton Wanderers. That's not a bad shout. Not a bad shout. Yeah, you gave it. What were your good reasoning you gave for this the first time we recorded it? So what was it again? Uh, stability, solid season last season. Uh, one or two good signings, you know, key players on long-term deals. Yeah. I just think they're there or thereabouts. Yeah, I, I, can, I can really see that, definitely. I definitely can see that happening. Uh, Mike, who did you go for on this? I've gone for Peterborough. Okay, yeah, interesting one, interesting one. Even with the off-the-field issues, I mean, they don't seem to be that big of issues, to be fair. No. Then. And they're always consistently up there, aren't they, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, I could see them being up there. Uh, I went for the Derby counter on this one. I just, I just feel like Paul Wan's a very good manager, and I think they haven't got the heartache of of losing in the playoffs to to worry about. They, they've been able to sort of prepare themselves a bit sooner, and I just feel that's going to really help them. And you know, I, 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 yeah, I can see them being right up there. Promoted, so only one team gets promoted alongside the champions automatically in um, League One. Mike, who have you gone for? 
So, as a bit of a shock to the system, I've gone for Wiccan. <gasps> That's a shocker. I didn't know you were going to say that <laughs> from the first recording. Um, explain yourself. <laughs> well, I just think they've got quality and they've got goals. They've got a solid defence. Uh, they've made some good signings. Um, yeah, I think they're going to be up there. That is a really left field shot. Fair play to you. Uh, Dan, who have you gone for? Uh, Derby. Yeah, it seems obvious. And and I and I, I flipped as well. I, I had Bolton as my second place alongside your um champions uh for them. So yeah, we've we've gone for one and two just a different way around. And I agree with you. I feel like they've got a good manager in charge. He's really built something there. And even losing a keeper as good as Trafford, they brought in Baxon. I think he can do a really good job for them with the experience he's got from his loan spells. So so yep, yeah, uh Bolton in second. Playoffs. Um right, uh who are you going for on this one, Mike? Uh, I've gone for Portsmouth uh, to be promoted, and I've also gone for Charlton, Bolton, and Derby. Okay. Uh, I went in this one, uh, Portsmouth, uh, and I think they'll win the playoffs alongside Blackpool, Charlton, and Peterborough. Uh, Dan, what did you go for? Uh, Charlton, Peterborough, Barnsley, and Oxford. Uh, I just think Oxford are going to do all right. Yeah, you, it's bit, yeah, that's your left field choice alongside uh, Mike's uh, Wickham one, really. So interesting choice. Yeah, um, Charlton to be promoted out them for. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, could, I could see that. Alfie Mays is such a good sign for them, and if he can hit the, the ground running like he obviously was doing at Cheltenham last season, then yeah, yeah, yeah. Him back. Uh, relegated. Right, what have I gone for on this? Uh, I'm going to probably change what I picked, but Cambridge United and Cheltenham Town were the first two that stood out for me straight away. Is like I, I just can't see them doing well. I think they're going to have really tough seasons. Um, Port Vale as well. I just don't see where the goals are coming from at Port Vale. I think I think it's going to be a really really long old slog for them. And then it's a straight shoot for me between Shrewsbury Town and oh, Oxford United. And I'm gonna go for Oxford. I think I think we went for Oxford first time, so I'm gonna stick with that. Oxford United. I, I really think they'll be down there. But I think Stevenage could get dragged into it as well potentially. There's a couple more that you know that might find it tough. But yeah, they're, they're the, the two that on me, so I'll go with Oxford of those ones. Uh, Dan, what are you going for? Uh, I agree on Cheltenham and Cambridge. Uh, I already said I think Northampton are in for the struggle, and I just think Shrewsbury. Uh, I just don't think it's going to happen for them. No? Okay. That's what you're going with. Um, Mike, what have you gone for? So, similar to Dan, I've gone uh, Cambridge, Cheltenham and Northampton, but I've gone for Fleetwood as well. Uh, just since you think the off-the-field issues are going to really cause problems at Fleetwood, and yeah, you feel like so. they, they might lose a couple of those quality players, maybe that's where the big difference is going to be, possibly. Yeah. So, no, fair enough. Uh, Dark Horse, Mike, we know what yours is, don't we? Yeah. It's pretty Wickham. obvious. Wickham Wanderers. I mean, like I said at the first time, I think if they were in the playoffs, I wouldn't accept that as a dark horse. But mm. I think to finish second would very much be dark horse behaviour from them. Yeah. Uh, Dan, what are you go for? Leighton Orient. Hmm. I'm not saying they'll be top six, but I think they can be top twelve, top half of the table. Yes, yeah. they've lost a couple of key players, but I think they've recruited quite well. And I'm no fan of Wellens, but he's he's an alright manager. Yeah, no, he is, to be fair. Um, I'd agree with that. I think later on, I'm going to go with my dark horse. Well, I think they can push for a top-half place and 
they made some good signings, I think, definitely. They always land some decent loans because they're so close yeah. to, you know, Tottenham, Arsenal, West Ham, various other clubs. And being so. at League One level, they'll get a better standard than they have done. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Surprise struggler. Um, right, so I'll go first on this one. I, I I nearly went with Reading with this, but I'm, I don't know. I just feel like they might have just enough quality. They might get a, they might sort out that transfer embargo thing and get a couple of players in. I think Exeter City. I think Exeter are going to have a tough season. I think they've lost some key players. They've not really replaced them with that much quality. There's been a mishmash sort of season, and Gary Caldwell there, he done a he did a quite decent job actually after taking over last season, but probably better than expected. But it's one of those ones I'm never sure about him as a manager. So, yeah, I'm going to go Exit City. Uh, Mike, what are you going for, Spice Struggler? Uh, I've gone for Barnsley. And I don't think they're going to struggle per se, but I think people are tipping them for promotion, and I can't see it. I think they'll just be boring mid-table. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Dan, what are you going for? Well, Mike won't like this. Wickham. Hmm, interesting. You think Wickham are going to have a tough one? I, I, I tend to agree with you. I think they might find it tough simply because of... I think Bloomfield's got to really hit the ground running there. I think that, that's yeah, the, that's, the that's, that's that's a thing. I think if they don't hit the ground running, they may struggle a little bit. And yeah. once you're in that rut, it's hard to get out. Hundred percent. It could be really, really tough, can't it? Um, right. Uh, top scorer. What are we going for, Dan? Alfie May. That's a good shout. To be fair, it's, it's, it's uh, hard to argue, I think one. the last the last two seasons, Cheltenham have been. 15th and 16th, I think it was. Yeah. And he scored 23 and 20. Yeah. He's going to a bigger, better team. He'll get more chances and I think he'll score more goals. Yeah. Can't really argue that too much. Um, Mike, what are you going for? Uh, I am going for Chimanga at Peterborough. Yeah, that's a good shot, to be fair. Because I, I feel it as well, especially if Clark Harris moves on there, he's going to be the main man, isn't he? No, the focus of goals are going to go through him, so that's not a bad shout. Uh, I've gone for Colby Bishop at um, at Portsmouth. I just think as long as they can keep hold of him, he's just going to keep carry on where he left off last season. He's going to get plenty of goals. So yeah, Colby Bishop. I think when, also when you look at League One, there's there's some good strikers. You know, what I mean, yeah. the three we the three we've mentioned that in the top five of the uh, the betting. You know, which yeah. Clark Harris is in there and. Dion Charles is the other that's in there. Yeah, Charles is a weird one. I'm, not, I'm just not convinced he'll mm. get that many goals. I think he's a good player, but I, I don't know. I can't see him with free scoring like the others, but there you go. No, uh, no. Player of the season, um, I think, Dan, you can go first because I'm going to pick the same as you as we did the first time we did this. <laughs> uh, Connor Hoodahan for me at yeah, Derby. He, 100%. he scores his share of goals, he creates, he, he runs a game, doesn't he? Yeah, Connor Hoodahan, I, 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 yeah. I think he's a quality player at League One level. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I think he, I think he'll be right up there as, as player of the season. Mike, what did you go for? Well, I've gone for Kyle Dempsey at Bolton. I think if they're to have a good season, he'll be central to that. He's a good. That's a really good shot. To be fair, I'd agree with you that I think he could potentially be a really big player for them. Uh, first manager sacked. I think you two are both going to go for the same one here, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Mark Bonner. <laughs> Mark Bonner. Yeah. Mark Bonner at Cambridge. I've gone for Wade Elliott at Cheltenham just to be different. But I think we're sort of both in agreement there. The two clubs we both expect to struggle. So it's it's whichever one gets the itchy trigger, you know, uh, early, isn't it? Really, in terms of worrying. So I think Cambridge has been it 
uh, Bonner's been at Cambridge for a good few years, and I think he's been there four years or so. Yeah, that's that's the only reason why I think they might give him a little bit more time, whereas with Elliot, I think they might just panic a little bit, um, Cheltenham a bit sooner, but but there you go. Uh, Right, Cal United predictions. Um, Let's try and bash through these before my laptop dies again, probably. Uh, (laughs) Where will we finish? Um, So last season, we all predicted us, well, I don't think actually, no, Mike didn't predict us in the playoffs. Me and Dan both did. And we both predicted we'd win it as well, so we were, we were bang on with that. Um, what are you going for this season, Mike? Uh, I've gone for 15th. Okay, well, solid enough. And mm. amongst all those other millions of teams that are going to be finishing in that position <laughs> as well. Uh, Dan, what are you going for? Uh, one better, 14th. Okay. I did the 4-4-2 preview for us. Um, which we had to do like a month before it actually came out. So the yeah. detail was a little bit thin in terms of signings and stuff at that point. Um, I predicted 12th then. I said the same on Gab Sutton's EFL uh, debate thing. Um, and he was a bit gobsmacked by that. I'm standing by it. I think we've got a really good solid defence. I think if we can add a couple of forward plays in, we'll be all right. 12th place I'm going for. I'm sticking with yeah. that. Uh, top scorer. Uh, I'll go first in this one, Ryan Edmondson. I think he's going to get a few goals this season. I can really think, see him being a big part of what we do. I think the focus is going to be mainly around him in attack. And I think, you know, there's a couple of players alongside him that are going to support. But I think Slack be for it. me. Yeah, I think we're both going to agree with that. And Mike? Well, I, I think, I think sorry, I, I think it would be one of them seasons where several score a few, where there's yeah. no outstanding. Yeah, mm. and I, when I say he's top scorer, I think it might be like 10, 11, 12 goals, nothing like, you know, 12, I, I, I was thinking about 12 to 15 yeah. if he has a really good season. Yeah, if he can get going really quickly, yeah. And if, yeah. He, if he can stick to being in the middle a bit more often, it might help as well. But um, rather, I know he likes to drift that way and he's very good at it, but if he can just stay in that middle, I think he can get more goals. Mike, what have you gone for? I've gone Sean Maguire. Okay. I think playing alongside Edmondson will suit him really well and I think he'll get a load of goals. Okay, fair enough. Play of the season, should, should I just say mine now and get out of the way? John Mellish, you know, we know that's yeah. inevitable, yeah. isn't it? Same. Mike, you're going for the same, aren't you? With yeah. That? Yep. And Dan, uh, who are you going for? I I struggled with this one because I think if Edmonton does well, he's up there. But yeah. as I've said several times before, I'm a big Jack Armour fan and I yeah. think he's going to take the, the step up like a duck to water. Yeah, I think you're right with that, to be fair. I, I think sure. I think his last season grew, he got better and better and better. And us tying him down to a long-term contract was a cracking piece of business. Yeah, no, that's a fair Because if he, if he continues on the upward curve, teams will come in. Yeah, definitely. Uh, most improved? Who are we going for on this one, Mike? Who do you think is going to be the player who improves the most over the season? Well, I, I think it's a lot tougher this year because last year we were actually very good. So... Mm. You know, whereas you know the season before we weren't. Um, but based off pre-season, I've gone for Jaden Harris. Okay, that's not a bad show. I'm. What are you going for, Dan? I was going to say Harris as well. Mm. I just, I think he'll have his use at times in this division, mm. which sounds a bit daft when he was a bit part at best last season. But he certainly looks bigger and stronger, and fitter. I'm going to complete the hat-trick there and say Jaden Harris. And I think it's partly because he's starting from a low base. That's the thing. Mm. The level he's yeah, going to improve true, true. Could, could be really big. And I, yeah. maybe, I think I've been impressed with him in pre-season. Look, he's still, he's still a bit of a rough diamond. You know, you know he's still yeah, got a bit yeah. to work on. But He got given got a three-year contract for a reason. Yeah, they clearly fancy him. Once he saw something. Yeah. Exactly, exactly that. Um, where are we going to finish in the FA Cup? Or where are we going to go out in the FA Cup? I'd be happy with third, third third round to a Premier League team and do me. 
Yeah. What are you going to go uh, for, Mike? I've said fourth round. I'm going to go with you fourth round as well. Yeah. I feel like we would, the league will be fairly solid and we'll have a chance to have a go in the cup and make a bit of money. I'm going to go mm. fourth round FA Cup. Uh, league Cup. What are we going for on this one, Mike? Um, see, I reckon League Cup first round because we've got Peterborough <laughs> away. Like, yeah. Harrogate away. It's going to kill uh, us, Well, it? yeah, Harrogate away, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, you got, you, got, you got first round then, mate. What are you going for? If, if we somehow break the Harrogate hex, I'd just like to get a decent team in the second round again, you know, a decent crowd. I mean, you're talking, there's not that many big northern teams you can get because they're all in Europe yeah. now, because even Newcastle are in Europe, etc. But, you know, if we, I was going to say Aston Villa, but they're in Europe, aren't they? Spurs aren't, though. I know that's not northern, but... yeah. Chance to get the new Spurs if count. You, if you could get a, a Tottenham or a Chelsea at home or something, or even away, you know, that'd be that'd be all right. Yeah, it'd be pretty good, wouldn't it? Pretty good. Uh, I'm going to go second round. Yeah, I feel like we'll we'll beat the the Harrogate hex finally. But, um, even if it's just on penalties, yeah. scabbing penalty shoot or something. But I feel like, yeah, I think beyond that, I think we'll probably get a big team and end up going on. So there you go. Um, that's it then. God, this has been a slog because <laughs> let me tell you, the gremlins have been out. We're going to have a look at the studio we use and maybe switch to something different, I think, because yeah. this has been a bit bit tough. I mean, as much my laptop has been the problem, I think, for this episode, unfortunately. But uh, but there you go. Um, Dan, Mike, thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to take a day or so to put these things together. Um, we're going to be back later in the week. I think it's going to be me and Mike to, to look ahead to the Fleetwood game and talk generally about how we think the, the season's going to go. I think Daniel going to send us over a few bits about that in terms of how yeah, yeah. things will be. Um, and we'll be discussing stuff like the Moxon situation as well, you know, and how the club's handled that, and also the Sean Maguire signing. But yeah, we'll be back later in the week to, to look into the game. And, and of course, we'll have back as well the uh, the old um, behind the many lines as well. We're going to be speaking to a Fleetwood fan hopefully ahead of that game. I think I've got one lined up. So yeah, should be all good. Um, so thanks everyone for listening and most importantly of all, up the blues. Up the blues. Up the blues.